cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I don't hear anything in my headphones, but... I don't hear you either. I don't know if it's working or not. Are we working? Are we jerking? Hello, hello, hello. I don't even can see nothing on my screen, dude. Oh, there I am. Surrounded by art. Um. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. We got a show. Have we got a show? I don't see it at all. Let's see. Well, thinking that we're on, that's good. This one's on. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. That's on. So, this mic is not good. Bad mic. Bad mic. <clears throat> Bad mic as compared to good mic, who we're going to have on the show in a little while. Mike from Exotic, I should say. Um, we also have uh, in studio, you see this beautiful artwork around me. We have uh, Mr. Howard Clay Porter in the house, who's going to be doing a show here at So High tonight, which is going to be a mixture between art, glass, crystals, movies, kind of a little bit of everything. We'll be showing a video, uh, a documentary made by. Another friend of ours, Alex Polinsky, who's going to come in the studio, and he's going to talk a little bit about that, which is a book called Going Further, and it is, as you guessed it, it's about further. So we followed him on the bus. I just heard it go off again. There it goes. Now you know what's going on, maybe. Yep. Sort of. Sort of, kind of. MTI, figuring it out. We had to pay our bill. Our site was down. I think it was just one of those days, dude. It was crazy. It was uh, it's Cinco de Mayo. Fuck. Yeah, Two, right? It's, the fucking Rockies are playing, bro. Right? Jeez. They're playing you, good, too. You don't care about the Rockies, do you? No, I like the Rockies. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, Came out with the baseball jersey on, April, on opening day. That's true. You're, that's right. I wasn't sure which, which, which sport we were talking about at that point. I, I like them all. You're one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. dorks. Yeah. Fucking exactly. shock dorks. God, how did you get into our crew? How did you get in here? <laughs> how the hell did you sneak in here? Yeah, right. Talking sports. <laughs> uh, anyway, um... And let's see, we got uh, thanks to Seats here now again, also for the show with Exotic, last minute. Uh, and we're going to end up uh, getting uh, a shorter show today, two hours, because um, we're doing this party tonight and I need a little bit extra time here. But also, here's another little announcement. Tomorrow in the studio, we will have Alex Gray and Allison Gray here live, talking about their live art show they'll be doing that night at Red Rocks. And... Obviously, we're going to get into all sorts of weird psychedelic talk. Who knows? You know, probably end up taking mushrooms or something. Mitch can't come, so that's like that is extra salty right there. I mean, come on, Mitch. This is the perfect show for you. You could have had an excuse, to, just like I used to have excuses to drink during the show in the daytime. Now that I now that I don't drink anymore, <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm three months deep or two and a half or whatever. Um, yeah, he could have had a great excuse. He could have came here, done mushrooms. No one would have had anything to say bad about it because you were with, hanging with Alex. Of course, you got to come on now. Um, but also, Alex Polinsky, who's on the show today, is a good friend of Alex's. In the, that movie he's showing about going further, it's a lot of Alex in there. So that's kind of 
the transition, the crossover. Um, and also, he made the cannabis cups, man. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. So, the, the originator of the modern cannabis cup thing, not the, not the event, but the actual cup itself, is Mr. Alex Gray. And I remember when he came over to Amsterdam, and I remember what year exactly we'll find out tomorrow. We'll look, we'll look it back up. But it was a while ago when he designed the first cool cup. And it was badass. I got, I got, a, I got an Alex Gray. They're pretty dope. Nice. Yeah. So, um, how was your week? Good, man. Just chilled. You know, let the snow melt. It wasn't much. It was pretty much melted before the weekend was over, anyways. But <laughs> uh, enough to ruin my uh, disc golf weekend, which is fine, I guess. And disc golf? Oh, yeah, Jesus I'm a disc golfer. Christ, dude, you're going downhill fast. <laughs> Every second you open your mouth, it's like, no. Yep, yep. Next, you're going to be doing curling or something. Oh, I run three times a week, at least. All right, well, running, I guess, is cool. You, you get high from that. So yeah, for sure. Cur- like, curling would be the one that I would be like, you know, if you were like, dude, <laughs> I got to go. My curling team's waiting. I'd be like, what, you mean with the thing with the ice and the, you're, you're sliding along? It's like, yeah, man, that's what we do. I, I don't think it really is big sport here in Colorado. You have to be in the northern northern states, I think, only. Um, yes, if the sound sucks, tell us, because that's the only way we know it sucks, because we're just a two-man team down here. I'm working on it right now. I'm, I'm pumping some things. and Pumping. Pump it up, bro. All right. So uh, I noticed that the buck... Uh, the uh, Buck Russell auction on Cedaholics was up to, I think it was 8.30 right now. It's looking good. I was, I was a bit nervous because it was below the, uh, the the needed 5.50 mark, and it was like 5.40 forever just hanging around there. I was like, really? We're not a bunch of stoners. We can't even get up to the mark. But apparently we could, and not only did we get up to the mark, we got up to 8.30, which is nice, pretty awesome. And it's going to be um, also there's a combo of that one. The other auction's going on, so I'm glad to have helped in any way we can give back a little bit there and uh what up chat gang how's it going out there i'm pretty sure we got a a usual we got a pretty usual uh crew here oh no we're yeah so uh (coughs) spring hill i'm sure is there oh yeah i'm sure tony's on i think we're gonna go through the names (laughs) but anyway thanks for thanks for checking in um and if you're in denver or if you're in i should say yeah, if you're in Denver or if you're in, yeah, almost anywhere in Colorado except for the Western Slope, but come down tonight. Uh, it is going to be Cinco de Mayo, of course. So the town is going to, it's first Friday, crossed over with Cinco de Mayo. It's pretty much off the chain for Denver, I can already tell you. That's like, you can tell. And it was shitty weather for the last fucking 10 days or something like that up until recently. So now, first nice days. Um, this is our spring. Our spring comes in May. You know, we don't even think about it in March and April. Don't count because that's when the snow comes down around here finally putting plants outside this is like it's happening dude it's really happening yep it's like everything has been held back so much that we can just light Deb right out of the gate i think just like ready to go boom (laughs) because the things are just monsters and uh that whole knee high by july story (laughs) just got completely blown out of the water as far as like well can't hold it back because we were kind of a little over anticipating but yeah, literally plants went out yesterday, so that's good. And uh, 
that kind of is when it starts. I mean, then you have a thing, your schedules, your schedule is set on 100%. You know exactly what you're doing from that point on. So you're like, all right, well, there goes my life. Uh, but if you, uh, especially with the light step too, because then you're like locked in from out of the gate. My mic's still low. You got me pumped up or what? I'm always low. My mic is always low. Yeah, I wonder if that's like a cable issue or something. Well, we just switched no. out mics, so I don't, know. I don't know. It's just me, dude. It's the beard. Oh, yeah, maybe it's not getting through that beard. The beard sucks all the sound. It just barely gets to the mic. It's like squeak, a little squeak. Um, Any big news happening? Did you been checking on anything? Uh, really. I don't see anything on your screen, so I'm assuming. No, I have not been looking no. yet, but uh, uh, I'm stoked that... Uh, the dispensaries are open until 10 now. For me, that's good I, because... I didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah, in Denver, they just passed a law saying that they well, can... Thank God. Yeah. like Jesus I mean, can you, can you imagine if the liquor store closes at 7 to fucking clock? Like, that would be ridiculous. I know. And 10 is already like, oh, really? Okay, so we're still like alcohol's little fucking cousin or whatever. Oh, yeah, I mean, still. I know. 10 o'clock. It's, it's like, like, okay, so we're not allowed... You can't to, go to midnight? <laughs> we're not allowed to go to midnight. Well, and that's only Denver proper... Glendale has always been midnight. That's one thing that's cool about like Kind Love and stuff because they're just over the border and they're open till midnight and they got good weed. So I've always felt good sending people there because you know they, they kind of covers all bases. They got good weed, open late. This is looking at free fucking press for Kind Love. My God. <laughs> they still owe me 900 bucks too from a long time ago. So they're getting their money's worth, let me tell you. But Fun. I can't, can't deny it. They grow good weed. So, and what's that noise? Is that here? What? Oh. Oh, that's outside. Is that a horn or something? Yeah. That's... Holy damn. I thought it was static. It was so continuous. No. Some asshole on his horn, laying on his horn outside. Right. No. It's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Some asshole laying on his horn out there. So, um, well, that's good news. And also, I'm stoked about, um, I heard some, some actually, we got to get uh, Cheesecake on to, to clarify, because I could be talking to my ass once. Sure. And once you get her on here, you don't want to be that guy. No, you don't want like, to be that guy. You're like, okay. what did you say? But I did hear, let me just keep it real vague and simple <laughs> so I don't get in trouble. But I did hear that there has been some better stipulations put around uh, clones and, you know, uh, the plants, veg plants, things like that. If they're in small enough containers, there's really no, no they don't count against your plant count, especially here in Denver. They were, they were talking about it. Hmm. So that means, which is interesting. So they were like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do 12 plants, but you can have as many vegging as you want, as long as they're in four by fours. They're small, you know what I mean? Keeping them small. So you right. can't like let them, you know, you can't be like vegging on, on deck, ready to go and just drop them in. But you can keep genetics around and you can have, you right. know, at least have to not worry about, because before they were just counting everything. That, that sucked. Right. So that's, that was cool. So I was like, hmm, and seeded plants or something. There was a little, I don't know. It's like something along that too. So I have to talk, to, we have to get cheesecake. Right. Then there was something about the public consumption that happened. And then there's a bunch of people that were going up there. And then they, at the last minute, they decided there was no public testimony. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Norman yeah. Hartman uh, posted something about that. He was all pissed off. He went up there with a dab bus, of course. Right, of course. To yeah. just push the, push the envelope <laughs> a little bit harder. Yep. But in the end, yeah, there was no public testimony, which is bullshit. Yeah, no. Especially I mean, when it's about something that's pub, real public. You know, it that is, has to do with the public. It's really about the public. <laughs> it's not about closed-door sort of things. And then also I read something that they were, they were also debating whether smoking a joint on your front porch was public, oh, yes. public use or not or yeah. something like that, which yeah. is weird. Well, you know, the thing about that is I understand both sides of that one because for me it's more common sense. It's like right. 
if you live on a street downtown where literally every 30 seconds somebody walks past your place, yeah, probably not a good idea to smoke out in front of your house because again, you got kids and you got people who just are going to be assholes and you're going to, sure. you know, and then you're going to get the guy who wants to come and mooch off of you, of course. And right. You're just adding, yeah. you know, you're basically saying, Hey, come over here and try to like hang out with us and smoke weed for free, which is not, you know, that's, that's always brought on the greatest conversations ever. Right. Right. Like, like Hey, <laughs> can I get a hit of that? You know? And I'm always like, I just make sure I go, like, Oh yeah, well give me a minute. And I get it down to like where I'm Very just feeling in. like, here it is. Okay. Here you go, dude. Go go nuts, you know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes they're actually, just because they're looking at me the whole time, I end up giving them too big of a joint just because you're like, dude, stop, <laughs> yeah, stop like, looking stop, at yeah, me. Stop doing this. Here yeah. you go, here you go. But, yeah, you never want the joint back. That's always, it's never right. the move. It's like, yeah. yeah, sure, let me just hang out and catch some venereal disease off of you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's, Interesting because it's going to be case by case, of course. And I mean, if you live out in the fucking boondocks, you can just fucking smoke, you should be able to smoke whatever the hell you want. And if you, uh, you know, if you know all your neighbors and you just happen to live in that little perfect cul de sac that nobody ever comes down and all four of you guys puff and you guys want to sit out in front of your house and smoke weed, sure, you're not bothering right. anybody, you know. But no. if you live on a thing where it's just like, eh, yeah, this. Yeah, on the way to church, they got to walk past your house. You know what I mean? And it's like right. it's not a good, probably not a good idea on Sunday to get up and start doing wake and bake on your front porch. You know, just because. Right. You know, we're trying to keep a good, a good image, and that was the same thing in Amsterdam. That was just common sense shit. It was like you know, no, it was not legal, so probably not a problem to smoke a joint out near a coffee shop. But if you're in some little residential neighborhood and you walk into like a, you know deli or whatever and start smoking weed just because you're American and you think you know, like, you're right. definitely not going to work you know? it's like no I'm sorry man so uh, let's see what do we got um, let's do a little shout out right out of the gate so we can kind of move on and after that we'll try to get Mike on board and see what's happening with uh, Exotic uh, New Millennium we were in the uh, couple episodes ago Great products, uh, all like I said, based on uh, like uh, nutrients, uh, nutrients, based on uh, seasons, and uh, which makes it real easy to kind of know where you're at in the program, and also to be able to push those little boundaries easier. Where it's like, uh, you know, if you're deep in the veg cycle, but your plants, uh, you know, you're you're ready to flip them, you hit them with that decision, and then that's going to hit the, it's going to clean them up a little bit. And then it's also going to, at the same time, stimulate the right uh, sort of points where the plants actually, they kind of burst into their next phase, which is awesome. And uh, again, I've been using it about two years. My mom's been using it. She loves it. Can't argue. (laughs) Once once mom loves something, you know, it's like, sorry, can't change that. Um, Also, that ruby fulvic is really dope because you can use that kind of like a, like, default thing, you know, you're a little bit nervous and plants look a little bit crunchy, like overfed or something. Just hit them with that ruby fulvic, kind of balances everything out, never hurts, um, always helps, and uh, kind of gets it ready for the next feeding. And then also that winter frost at the end, just a couple doses of that, you don't even need too many, you know, three probably max. Um, but you can get away with two, and it's definitely gets those plants looking super frosty and at the same time 
kind of gives them that they don't they don't go crazy like hard or anything like that it's not a hard nerve but it definitely gives them that great finished uh feel a little rubbery you know and uh moving on over to the guys who are bringing the pretty much the last couple shows to us and you know the idea is to they, they got 35 of the top you know u.s breeders right now so that's a lot of episodes worth of material. I think we're getting loud on soon. We've been talking about that. Just I was hanging out with Mosca. We can also bring. We can always bring Mosca on. Um, but in general, he's like he's pretty much working with people who have all been doing it for a while, and now finally that America's opened up, are uh, able to bring some of these uh, super flavors to you, and also. Uh, Tons of great deals with uh, Seeds for Now. If you got to check their website, um, and also Seedaholics, which is their auction site, you can get all sorts of weird, rare, one-offs and lost strains and last ones and bottom of the drawer of the top sock drawer just found. Oh my God, I got that! I can't believe I even have those. Find all those crazy ones on the Seedaholics site, and then. Um, Check out all the different drops. I think there's, let me see, while I'm on my phone, there was some special. There was a special. Let's see, I'm kidding. Gotta get, gotta have this up already next time. I'm always, always slacking. Um, let's see, see. I got some sales right here on the website. Did you read off? Yeah, sure. Let's see if they're the same ones. It says sales 15% off your yeah. entire order when you use coupon code Sessions Sucks. Oh, uh, no. Dunn's deal. Or Dunn, yeah. Dunn deal. Oh. Done deal. What's this here? Look, my screen is cracked and smashed, and my eye sucks. There you go. And there you go. Okay, so we have two deals going on. Fifty percent if you use check or money order. Done deal fifteen. There it is. D u n n d e a l fifteen, all one word. And ten percent off the entire site. Orders over three hundred get free gifts, and over six hundred get more gifts. More, just more. We get more, more, more. <laughs> You definitely want to get gifts from these guys, too. Yeah, the gifts are probably pretty good. Yeah. And then um, you can also uh, obviously go online, check them out at seedsherenow.com anytime from anywhere. And uh, keep an eye out because this, this is the time of year when people are just making all sorts of crazy drops because it's springtime. So as a breeder, you kind of work even in this. It's like everything. Even your indoor plants respond to this weather, you know, tremendously. Like if you come in during a really nice spring day you start making cuts all of a sudden your cuts are coming in quicker you're like what how come they were so bad during the winter it's great because yeah, it was fucking cold <laughs> and you know it's harder to keep regulate your temperature usually but also it's that time of year where they just plants aren't as apt to be ready to burst you know whereas right now definitely so get seeds here now and then uh, our guys over at Growstone. It's also that time of year. It's the time of year for everybody. For every product we're pretty much got, it's literally, even if you don't want it, you need it. <laughs> you got to have it. Um, and uh, Growstone replaces all your perlite uh, needs and also uh, drainage uh, with larger size stones and also a gnat control with their gnat mix, which is on top. And it's just really small, fine stuff, which will keep them from breeding. And it's all made with recycled glass. Today I have... Uh, recycled glass I have my uh, old banger I'll just smash yeah, that crusty banger <laughs> yeah that's, that's gone we got a new banger today because had to um, 
but in general, yeah, it's just recycled bottles, which is awesome. So all U.S. made. Um, and again, because it's recycled, it's pretty much just stay uh, useful for years. Uh, there's no breakdown like there is with perlite, where after a while it's all flat and smooshed and not doing much. Um, and uh, good good uh, holding capacity, too, for a little bit of water in there, which is great. Um, you go to grossnode.com if you want to check out their, where they're available. If they're near you, if they're not, tell the guy, get those fucking gross stones in here, bro. Get them in here. So, uh, and they're definitely busy. Talked to uh, Jeremy the other day. We're going to do a show in the next few weeks. Um, he's put it, putting something together for this time. I just told him, look, it's that time of year. People are putting in the ground stuff. It's also that we're in Colorado where it's sketchy because could look great and then next week we can get slammed again with something just you know last week down in southern Colorado there was 30 inches of snow in like two days or three days uh, just continuously getting hammered um, did you hear about how much crop failure there was that was crazy they had like 100% crop failure for that whole area wow. for all the wheat and uh, all the all the grain products and they lost thousands of cows thousands they were all frozen because they it snowed so hard and it was so windy that they couldn't the, the cattle could get up over the uh the banks snow banks yeah and then get lost and then you fall into these other snow banks and then just basically the pompeii of cows wow in snow form that's crazy so they get to last millions of years but oh, i was wondering i was just like i kept thinking like well they're frozen so maybe it's perfect. <laughs> Maybe it's just <laughs> like they can just sell them as is. Frozen. Right? Ready think. to go. No, I know. It was kind of a... It was real sad, though, because what they were saying was a lot of them were babies this time of year, too. So that's sad. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is sad. So if you got, like, literally... They were saying there's the biggest loss since 2008. Oh, geez. So they're wow, like, there was one storm back then that was real big, too. Same area, same thing. But it was very widespread then, and this one was more like a couple of areas just got blam, bombarded. Wow. But, yeah, so you never know in this damn state you can get fucking just 30 inches of snow overnight when right. you thought it was spring, you know what I mean? So, but if you go to build a soil, what's cool, he's up in uh, over in Montrose, but he knows the microclimates here in Colorado. He knows what's going on. He knows the products that you need, and um, he's got all the hard-to-get amendments and uh, things other people don't even know they need. Get all your Bokashi products and all your um, fermented different products like that, Bokashi, Grokashi. Um, but you can also get um, artesian soils from him, S- small batches made, large batches made. If you know what you want, he probably can get it, and he can also get you stuff you didn't even know you need. So... That's how it is. But uh, go to buildasoil.com, or you can also go old school and go uh, 855-877-SOIL, which is it's a phone number, people. That's what you, almost at a certain point, people are going to forget how to use phones because they're going to be just like, bam. Uh, and you can uh, talk to Jeremy uh, or his staff, which are all super easy and convenient guys to work with because they know what's up. And... Customer service is a huge thing to them, and that's what's great about those guys. Incredibles, edibles, and uh, extracts. 
these guys were also on the show a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and uh, have been supporting for years and they have the most consistent chocolates and the most consistent extracts if you ask me um, you know they grow them all themselves in house and uh, are very very uh, uh, aware of their production and how it's done and do it in a clean form and always you know patient orientated which is great Derek, who runs the place, was uh, one of the first guys. It's like the first ten, in the first ten dispensaries in Colorado, and you know, really built his own patient sort of base, which people still. And that was back up north, and now he's still got people who, you know, obviously they can get them anywhere, but they still are, you know, dedicated to the brand and the fact that he's always been very, very consistent. Which is like, you know, again, that's kind of the same thing. And you know, all this cannabis stuff, it's like can do it once great but if you can do it for years that's when it's like he shows off you know? right and that's what these guys have been doing and i'm definitely think they're going to be doing it also in nevada and california now so keep an eye out for those guys incredibles which is i love incredibles.com for the website and you have a um, like a store finder so it's very hard to tell in colorado pretty much in colorado they have it just go just go oh, yeah they have it also do gummies from them, fruit, uh, fruit chews, and sour gums. I see something new that wasn't here last week. Yeah, what is that? They have a. It's called the solution. It's THC CBD syringes, and it looks like uh, uh, activated THC CBD syringes for oral for oral use. So, yeah. cool. Yeah, so I just saw that too. I was like, yeah, whoa. I haven't seen that. Wasn't on the website last week. So nice. Yeah. Well, that is cool to see. And that is our sponsors. So, um, Mike from Exotic has been crushing it. I should get, I mean, he was originally, I was going to have him on in about a half an hour, but we'll see. I'm sure James is listening secretly. And if he wants to bring him in earlier, right around 420. No, whatever. Anything. Um, feel free to do that. And the call in number for anybody else who wants to call in is 720. 720- Three one zero eight two three seven, and if you're call, you know, if you're on the chat game, call in for once. Say what up, and anytime you guys want to call in, feel free. Uh, but Mike, like I was saying earlier, definitely just crushing it with consistent, you know, you know, like wins and stuff. But we're not, I don't think any of the breeders really care about that. Well, they do care, of course, because it sounds great and whatever. Secretly, everybody wants to win, of course, but. When you just consistent, when you are like consistently winning, it's kind of hard to like, especially when it's weed orientated. At a certain point, you're like, all right, I guess my weed's pretty good, <laughs> right? You know, <don't> <laughs> like, they're like, they're like, all right, yes, I, and that's kind of, I think what, you know, if you do it for long enough, you're kind of like, okay, I don't really need to enter every single contest that's out there. But what I think is really re- rewarding, and I'm sure we'll talk about it when he's on, but is when other people start using your material or your your seeds in particular not just your stealing your material because that's that is never fun but in general if they're you know other people start winning with your stuff then it's like okay well that's good i'm putting out something that's uh-oh of course mom 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 always calls yep that's how that works she knows i'm on (laughs) guaranteed have to be on on a friday so right um but yeah when other people start coming in and entering your stuff and winning that's when you get like okay well that's good there's some you know and and it, it obviously it exposes these growers as good growers usually because some but at the same time 
if you get a few a few of them, then you're like, all right, there is something here. You know, what I mean, it's not just the fact that that guy is an awesome grower. You know, um, hold on, just gonna text mom <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't keep going. It's actually the it's funny because it's the mom calling at the exact time that I was born. You know, what I mean, just just never. But she always calls me because of 401 I was born, right? but it, uh, it's always okay, funny. I gotcha. when, yeah. Not the exact time I was born, but... No, 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 I got you. The time I was born. But anyway, it was funny because he, uh, she calls... If I'm going, like, st- about to go on stage at a sh- thing or something, or if it's always, like, right as I'm about to step on, it's, like, just psychically, just bing, she knows, hmm, let me call Adam because it's probably the most in- inconvenient time. That's all moms, man. That's, I know, that's right? <laughs> it's amazing, though. It's like, the, yeah. how is your radar... So- I mean, she should have called about... 25 minutes ago so 30 minutes ago sure but uh yeah there it's amazing how their radar just is on point um so let's see i'm trying to think of anything else exciting went down oh did you hear about session is not getting any money that was pretty cool oh yeah zero zero dollars <laughs> no but then you know did you hear that he found two states which like didn't appropriate the money correctly or something so he got to it like ah, i got the money from these guys like probably oh. alabama or something like that but <laughs> like two of them didn't didn't do it properly so he oh, had geez. access to the funds so in whatever two lucky states he got the funds he's gonna go full bore oh yeah spend it all on oh yeah it's gonna oh jeez, crazy wow um <laughs> so just the ass backwardness with the uh, opioid epidemic, epidemic, you know, information that he's trying to throw out there is just ridiculous. Yeah, always, always, uh, always good idea to go back to like 1939 propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> like stuff that's been debunked a thousand times and is laughable by any of these standards of these days. You know what I mean? And like, there's so much factual based scientific data that's you know in and he could come up with some better ones if he really wanted to you know it was pretty interesting like the uh the uh lip and pneumonia episode that we did with uh jim freer back in the day when yeah it's now be, like there's literally people starting to you know people who just dab way too much and stuff are just starting to figure out like I know Jason King had posted about a friend of his who it's like they shocked the system, I guess, you know, they smoked just way too much and just like turned yourself into, it's almost like, you know, when people uh, do it with get allergies towards stuff and like, it's just because they did it in such a excess at a certain point that their body was like, Oh yeah, you know what? Forget about it. And so with cannabis, you know, you kind of, Expect it to happen more and more. That could be more and more often where you're like, oh, you're allergic. That'd be like, the, that'd be like a nightmare. That would, that would be the... I know people who get allergic like skin reactions around weed, especially during the last couple of weeks, and didn't have it when they started growing weed, but now they do. Wow, really? Yeah, because wow. they're just around it so much. Yeah. And, you know, like the classic example was around the fifth or sixth week, reaching over a table is like the first time I noticed it where he got like hives on his arm, you know? And it was like, I was like, dude, what's going on with your arm? And he's like, oh shit. You know? And he's like, 
yeah, I can't be around them when they're just like at a certain point. It's like they're not around the third week, no problem. Fourth week, no problem. They're all soft. But when they just start to harden up a little bit, yeah. But they're not. He like he never even goes into rooms when they're late because he'd be like instantly get all puffy eyed and wow, really hivy and stuff. And it was just like, huh. Well, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> not really because he never has a manicure. He's just like, nope. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Never. <laughs> I have a I have, dude. It's medical medical reason that I cannot trim. Right. But uh, yeah, it was like, but it was sad because it was like I liked weed a lot. So sure. No, yeah, that would just devastate me if that happened to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, a condition that I think any grower would be just super bummed. Yeah, for sure. Because it's definitely like the, uh, certain strains are just way more aggressive like that than others too. So you can already like imagine where you, you would maybe start growing if you were going to like brave the, the grow room with your condition, you'd have to grow certain strains just because, you know, and then unless it happens to be the super fire and you're just like, that's the only thing I can grow because it can go in there, you know, it's like hypoallergenic strains, but it seems like the most, the ones that would probably make you react the most are probably the best ones. <laughs> I would yeah, assume, right. you know what I mean? That would exactly. Be, that would be the, the real curse. <laughs> so you can grow swag. You can grow swag. Ah, I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. It's like a Twilight Zone episode or something. Yeah, it doesn't sound like fun at all. Yeah. Cre- creepy. It's creepy even. Big time. Big time creepy. Um, what else you got going down? Uh... Nothing. Yep. Damn, you just pulled up. And, oh, that show I didn't. Oh, so I'm not sure if anybody li- went out after the, they listened or were doing it while they were listening to the show last week. But the Canifo site that we were, uh, the, with the guy we had on the, the other week, is actually really really cool. Like uh, I think now I 100% found a bunch of different things that need to be worked on. So I was like, man, I got a lot of work ahead of me because. My stuff pretty good, but a lot of the other there's a lot of stuff in there that was needs some back uh, back door stuff working. What is this now? Is this uh, are we they're hacking us now? Oh no no no! I'm I'm uh, trying to do something else. Here. Oh okay, you're 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 taking over the world. Yeah, nice. Um, but no, the Canifo, uh dot com site is really cool because it has. I mean, for me, it's interesting from the other side because I get you know I'm looking at it uh, seeing how they linked a lot of things that I wouldn't say I forgot about, but I definitely thought, Oh wow. Didn't, didn't even know that thing existed anymore. You know, like little weird interviews and stuff, but it's kind of cool because, uh, it seems like if you, if you use it like that, like if you want to just like, if somebody says something instead of going to Instagram, which is what everybody does. Oh yeah. Let me check out your Instagram or whatever. You hit this thing and it does kind of everything. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, for sure. I'm ch- cruising it right now. Yeah, I mean it's very and, and the thing is it's a very clean, simple site. So it, you, but you got it's got layers. You know what I mean? You have to kind of get into the layers. Yeah, for sure. We were only kind of looking at the strain. Uh, exactly. Because well, yeah, because now they well because they put it front and center. Of course, so that's that's how fast how you know you already gotten 
you only have 8,000 strains to look at first. You know what I mean? Then you're going to go to the other thing. But it is uh, obviously if you're going into a place that you don't know and you want to look up just like you would with Weed Maps or with any of these other guys, definitely check out Canafo because they're on point, it seems like. And uh, it's not like they don't have you covered, it looks like, when you click on it. It's like there's a, there's a few spots. And uh, I think uh, with all these things, it's like it's all based on information that it's fed. So if we feed it the right information, so all the listeners who actually might even know some of the backstories on some of the strains, if you find something that's totally obscenely wrong, instead of just being like, oh, that's lame, let's help them fix some of these things because then uh, it'll be smoother. You know what I mean? Because if you tell the same wrong story over and over and over again, it's just not, it's not really helping anybody. Right. So check out canafo.com. And uh, like I said, if you see any glaring mistakes and you feel like you got and his whole deal is it just depends on, you know, obviously he's not going to listen to every single person that says, <laughs> I was about to say, wrong. yeah. But, so it has to be some, uh, some reality there. So the They're idea is, yeah. yeah. So they'll kind of like, you know, since all they do is information and we, they'll probably know who you are already. If you're really part of that actual strains development, you know, anyway, uh, you're checking on there. You seen anything good? Nothing glaring. Nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it looks like everything the, we talked about. The NFL's marijuana policy has been uh, under scrutiny uh, by ex-players and you know activists alike. Really? Yeah, they want to. Well, because uh, the the commissioner actually had some comments last week saying that uh, uh, he he's not. He's not for it. He's not for it. He doesn't like that it has to be smoked, but I don't think he knows that it can be ingested other ways and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I, but at least I think uh, just the conversation happening is a big thing because if we can get those guys off of all the opiates and all the stuff that they prescribe them you oh, know, yeah. day in and day out just to get on the field, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's pretty amazing, too, because when, when you see people like that and you realize, like, well, it's like everything, but if you look at it, almost any any industry, you're like, oh, I can't believe everybody's all whacked out <laughs> for right. and they're trying to do this. But like a sport like that, it's like, you know, you kind of uh, can imagine they would be completely. I mean, I can't, it, no matter what, it's in your system. You know what I mean? Like if you're right. if you're like waiting until after the game, and then you only do it after the game, and then you're but some of these guys are back to back some of these things you know sure. they'll play yeah. and you know that when it comes to pain management people are usually f- heavy load a little heavy on the front end you know what I mean most sure. people aren't like oh I better take it easy and <laughs> not take as much as they said you know what I mean right take no a, yeah most people double down if they and especially those guys are 200, 300, 400 pounds sometimes, exactly you know? so they're so like yeah they're it, like <laughs> it's like if you give somebody who's that big brownie or something like that you know what i mean and sometimes it some people yeah they don't need much and it affects them and it's like whoa but sometimes when it really comes down to just straight up body weight and to you know ratio and they have a decent enough tolerance then you could just feed them as much as you want and they barely would do a thing and when it finally did it would be so much in the system right. it would take a year yeah. to, you know because it already takes a month to get out anyway yeah. and God's then a trick and then if it's uh 
combination of that plus the guy's huge and there's a million places in the body where it can store itself in some fat or whatever and it's like it's not like you're going to be some slim like lean <laughs> high burning you know oh it's going to burn out and even then it will be still take 29 days sure. you know it takes, Absolutely. it takes a minimum of 29 days so yeah. it's like yeah so it's and it's, so that means it's going to be really easy to test for so if they are assholes about it it'll be lame because then they'll be have to take pharmaceuticals. Yeah, basically how it is now, people know when you can smoke and when you can't, and how long it takes to clean out before, you know, because all the all the uh, drug tests are actually issued um, based on like a schedule or something. As far as I know, as far as I'm aware, like everyone knows when they're going to get popped for a drug test, so they basically just you know make sure they haven't smoked a couple weeks beforehand and they've been drinking lots of water and all that to kind of clear out. So, but it's not like the NBA where the NBA is all like, you know, just go ahead and smoke <laughs> for the most part. It's like, <laughs> right. It's funny. I had a friend that actually, uh, allegedly worked at a hotel that one of the, that one of the, uh, basketball teams showed up at and that whole floor, I guess, smelled like blunts. She said, <laughs> of course. It did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I, I figured as much, but it's pretty funny. So apparently Exotic's on some crazy mission. So you might need to come on later in the show. So we have to do a flip-flop, swip-swap, and have... Uh, Flippity-flop. Yeah, we might have to get Howard and uh, Alex on earlier than later. Okay. And then uh, we can have Exotic come in after. And uh, so this this conversation will probably turn into psychedelics like really fast. And it'll be like <laughs> weed, kind of cool... Uh, Painting psychedelic, that's like kind of that's how I feel like the discussion is going to end up for sure. So get your DMT pipes out, everybody. Sweet. Get ready. Get your comfy chair. The spirit molecule. Yeah, and everybody can get like. That's it. Done. Yeah. Yep. Well, now we'll try to keep. I'll try to keep it weedy, weedish, weedy. Um. And if James wants to call in at any moment, he can call in and he can we can shoot the shit with him, see what the hell's going down. See, he's here now in this uh, Cedaholic site. If he's if he's feeling like it, it doesn't have to right now. I'm gonna grab something to drink because uh, since I didn't have my. Uh, oh, sure. It just some some of the. There's not much in there. So where's all the water gone to? That's what I was I wondering. Don't, I was looking for the water myself. Water has gone. The left. Yeah. The, it's actually outside, ready for the party. Thing. Yeah, grab yeah, some waters because okay. all they have in there is sodas. <clears throat> yes, this whole not drinking thing is weird. Now I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Just drink water. It's actually uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, we're coming up to 420. It's 416 at the moment. And uh, we, uh, we're we going to have Exotic on first. I think I'm going to have Howard and uh, uh, Alex come down in a minute. That's sort of secret cue. You heard that? So, yeah. yeah. You can tell those guys that I can have them earlier than later so that before, then the way they can, they can, we can come down and hang out with me for 420, do a few dabs and talk some shit and then get back to work for tonight's show um, Howard is the artist who made these pieces up behind me we'll talk a little bit about that where he gets his inspiration obviously that's that's what Mitch would say where'd you get your inspiration from uh, 
find out what kind of weed he's smoking. <laughs> Where he's from Louisiana, so that 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 just knocks down like to smoke whatever's available type thing. Thanks, sir. Um, that's very nice. Yes. Uh, oh, so mic wise, we only have these two mics. We might have to switch out your mic for the swaggy one here. And this one, does this one work, or you just have it off? Uh, yeah, I just have it muted. That's all. Is this one working or not? Yeah, it they're, is okay. they're all working. It was just in the wrong, wrong input. So. so you guys are on the outsides, insides, whatever sides. What's, what's that? Yeah. You want to eat it? You just sit over here, relax. You're gonna sit down with me for a little while. Yeah, sit here though. Otherwise, we gotta look at the back of your head. At least get the side shot. At least we'll get a decent side shot. Um, and it is now 4.18, so just relax. Okay. Actually, 4.20 is the time when I don't smoke normally. It's like my big don't smoke time. Like, all right, everybody else, <laughs> amateurs are all smoking now, so it's time to, for the professionals to just take a break for a minute. Whew, that minute. That's a long minute. So uh, welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Thanks, Adam. Alex Polinsky and Howard, Howard, Howard Claypool. Say, say, say Clay and people think Les Claypool is going to be here. They just like, not, they don't even listen. They hear Clay. Clay's got oh, Les. It's a secret yeah. name. It's another name. Had three people bum, think, bum, like, bum, you mean like Les Claypool? I'm like, how did you get that? I said the word Clay and your brain just well, like, woke up for a... Exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> so all I got to do nice. is throw it on a baseline, say the word Clay, and it's done. Um, so... Artist in the in the house and uh, yes, yes. artist, artist in promoter, the promoter, yes. friend, and, uh, and film, filmmaker, and, uh, yes, which is uh, we're going to be showing tonight. Voiceover actor. There you go, voiceover oh, actor. Oh, there 80, we go. Eighties child star, unfortunately. We're getting we're getting <laughs> money for we're going to get some serious money now. Charles we're going to get like Adam Dunn shows, and we're going to get all sorts of little crazy things, and it's going to sound great. I'm going to take all the sound bites, and it's going to be awesome. my entire library. Oh. Week. Which uh, did you work on? Any, did you work on any real show, like real crazy shows that we all like? Just would be like, well, no way. Or I mean, everybody. Uh, if you're of a certain age, everybody probably probably remembers Charles in Charge. Oh um, yeah, and uh, I was Adam on on the show. Yeah. If you and if you remember, if you remember the show, you might not remember me because I was just constantly like running up and down the stairs and kind of getting in trouble. And my part was pretty small. Right, um, but well, I did get to hang out with Scott Scott Baio. That's was, funny. That's which funny. It's funny. I, yeah, I I was not a childhood star, but I was living with. Uh, uh, well, I lived with Robert Downey uh, Jr. and Sr. Wow. and his sister no for about four years, four to five years off and on because my mom was going out with Robert Downey Sr. And so wow. it was that time. It was during those. It was like, you know. Or during those, those years? Yeah, it was those years. <laughs> it was like Ralph Macchio would come over. Oh, look at Ralph <laughs> Macchio. And then, you know, John Voight or wow. uh, uh, what's it? Ricky Schroeder. Go, go to TGI Fridays with Ricky Schroeder and Ruth Buzzy. Because Ruth Buzzy was his step, was his step <laughs> mother, you know that? No, what? Yeah. Yeah. Ruth Buzzy was on Charles in Charge. <laughs> so there you go. You already said that now we've crossed over immediately. <laughs> Boom. So I got yelled at by her once. Oh, my goodness. Uh, smoking weed with, with Ricky Schroeder. So that's like... Uh, I, bet she, I bet she got high. Come on. Oh, she did. But she was mad just because he shouldn't... He wasn't supposed to. <laughs> and... And I wasn't supposed to, obviously, but we were all sitting literally outside of a TGI Fridays inside the bushes getting high. And then she came out and started yelling at us. And I was like, wait a minute. That's Ruth Buzzy. And it was weird. I was like, you know, like, and I was like, this is really weird. I remember like looking at it and it was all like, 
kind of like slow motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like yelling, and I was like, "This is a skit or something." You know, uh, my my actually, yeah, I have a, a high of getting high story. The first time I ever got high was um, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Toby. Mo- oh, well, there you go. See, there. Let's talk about that. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, no, Leo, Leo's Leo's. I guess Leo's mom was, uh, you know, a smoker and right. And what year? A, so what year is this? Like, nah, you're probably um, my. You're about how old are you? Then? I'm 42. Okay, I'm 48. So we're like close, but close enough. We we are out of beat up your friends or something would have happened you know would yeah have been one i was of small for my age oh, yeah, okay. I probably, probably pushed you around i would have been pushed you around i would have made you laugh i, would, I, would, I, would, I was definitely not that i would have given you my toys do you like me yeah yeah you have there no i was super nice i didn't i didn't get it. i only got into one fight and it was like, it turned it like the people that i would fight ended up being my best friends because it was like that kind of a thing where you're like we, we were so close to each other that we had to fight. Fight, and then you end up hugging and yeah, start making those, out. Not quite, but yeah. yeah <laughs> discover something about yourself. No, no, that did not happen, but it was definitely one of those moments where I, like, I ran home all like, I cried. I cried after the fight because I realized he was, he was actually my best friend. He's my right, best friend. Right. It was one of those deals. So, you know how that goes. So, uh, Charles in charge, mm-hmm. Scott Bayo, who's mm-hmm. now a total weenie. Mm-hmm. Like he, up until now, he's been all right because he's been like, "Hey, that guy never gets really old." Now he's like just big douchebag, and because he's talked a lot of shit. But he's saying so many funny things, like "Make America America again." Yeah, and I, I just think that's precious. And Scott, <laughs> Scott has his own his own thing. He, uh, He's definitely a, a cultural icon, and uh, I, I would, I, I almost think like with where he's going, like he might run for office or something. Oh, he, like that's that. what I see too. I see him yeah. like thinking that's going to happen, and you're like, that. <laughs> I think we're learning our lesson really bad right around now that, you know, we don't want like actors in this position that really have no skills. Like, there's certain actors that will be great, you know, but people will be like, yeah, great. Morgan Freeman is now president. Everybody's happy, right? I mean, we, we can all listen to him and go to sleep at night. Okay, go to bed and feel comfy. You're like, I'm hanging out with Russia, and it's all great. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is good. See, this is good. He does have not that like after Trump. Trump hanging out with Russia is bad. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no, something bad is going to happen. Morgan Freeman was hanging out. It's all good. Right? He's just <laughs> everything. Yeah. He can calm me down. He's got that after two voice, like, though. He does. <laughs> And so, in general, uh, and so in, ge- in general, I think. Uh, so this is all how LA you're talking about, um, growing up. Yeah, I grew up in LA. Grew up uh, just about uh, five minutes from the old Jim Henson Studios. So I grew up in the shadow of the Jim Henson Studios, Paramount Studios. Right. Whole family was in the acting business, and I got in really young, about seven or eight years old. Started doing movies, and by the time I was nine, uh, I was doing TV shows. Ten years old, I was on Charles in Charge. And that was five years, you know, because uh, had a hit show before the, the, the we had the internet, so we were getting you know thirty million people looking at each episode, and so it was kind of an interesting time right before the right before the change. Now everything's so different. Um, yeah, I mean to get a hit <coughs> show now, it's pretty hard compared. To, I mean, it, it's but we've it's been thinking different. about what, it's how different. I mean, you could you could yeah. do it. You just have to come at it from a completely different angle. Well, you know, people like Amazon and and Netflix, they're really doing some interesting things because they're they have so much money that they can do what the networks used to do, which was you know put give thirteen episodes or give twenty two episodes right away. Where yeah, it's cool. Know, I mean, it's it's the, that's the whole thing. We're all bingers now. Mm-hmm. Everyone they figured out our 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 algorithm. We're like, ah, oh, they don't like to wait. They like it all at once, <laughs> and we can, you know, they, and the thing is crazy is like, it's like, I think every single successful business right now, when it first came out, I looked at it and said, 
well, how's that going to make any money? You know what I mean? It's like literally like it, they sneak it. You have to sneak that shit in. You know what I mean? So like, mm. like with Amazon, same deal. Like I was like, so they're like a book shop. You know what I mean? I'm like, so who wants books? Nobody. And now well, they I, were putting them, they were put, silently putting all the bookshops out of business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and I think they were making a, a big loss um, oh, yeah, while a, they were doing it. But then they, they were successful. They moved all the small booksellers off the market. It's it's crazy. And if you go like, you know, still Barnes and Noble might be like around a few places, but they'll probably end up being bought up by them and just you know just keep those alive and make it look like a like there's some choice out there in the world. But you know, in general, all the big companies, Google included. I mean, like in Google first started, I was kind of like, okay, what are these guys doing? They want to make a search engine. All right, whatever. You know, and now it's like, oh my god, did it? They're like in everything. They control. They have buoys offshore that are you know loaded up good catch good catch good catch uh they have like buoys offshore that are just you know sucking our information up and just storing it there for no apparent no apparent are they, reason are they sucking my information fuck yeah I, I, i'm on social media I, I put out a lot of really ridiculous information i sure hope they're collecting it all and trying to decipher what it all means oh yeah i mean that's the funny part about it is like you know literally we're going to become sort of that you know you are what you put out if you put out a bunch of weird nonsense, literally you are just a big ball of weird nonsense to, according to them, which is dangerous. You know what I mean? That's like a dangerous thing. Ball of nonsense is more dangerous than, than a person with, with who gets up and does Prozac and goes nine to five every day. And you know what I mean? Fits within a sort of box. They like that. It's my polka punk band name, ball of nonsense. Yeah, that's good. The, um, in general though, it's like the, yeah, it's it's getting harder and harder to stay outside of the system unless you really like like if you want to do any social media stuff it used to be pretty anonymous now it's like yeah. way not anonymous you know what i mean it's, it's like yeah. everything is so overly double checked along the way where you're just like okay they've right, right. pretty much triangulated everybody in any way shape or form unless you are just like on every single phone you have is jailbroken whatever and you're like like only talking between mm. tours and doing things everything's bitcoin and you're like trying to live that life 100 yeah. percent. no i'm going back to cb yeah <laughs> i'm gonna do citizens band social media that would that would i mean so just like you got to live within five miles of my house uh, right <laughs> you know one of those big big antennas to keep up well, yeah, like, you know you can get a pretty good right i mean that's that's the funny thing is like now everything is so much more powerful but yet when it's not connected it's <laughs> like totally useless like you're offline now and you're like you can already feel it because like yeah. you know we're, we're going nuts over this camera that we bought which is it's a great camera but totally useless because it's this oh, one right here that i'm looking at oh, no that's useless too but this is oh. a different useless <laughs> camera. More, more useless this is like a 600 dollars useless camera well, that's great like, that's really yeah, expensive yeah. Use, expensive useless. and useless yeah very um and, and it's great mm. but it doesn't work within our system and even when you're like you're like looking at it, you're like okay so to use this six hundred dollar thing, I gotta buy a six thousand dollar thing to operate it. Like yeah. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yet I can yeah. operate it with my iPad. Terrence mechanic talked about this. This is the increase in novelty. Yeah. And as the increase the increase in novelty, our society gets fragmented because we just can't know all this crap. This is too much. It's too stressful. Yeah. And it's yeah. and it's 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 weird too because like you know how it is if you unplug and go like three days you know after three days you're kind of like already you're you're tuned back in a little bit you know what i mean you're like oh your whole body is like right now 
getting pulled in every direction and it's kind of like you, super important you can't get away it's really you know what's really crazy which i heard is the new 5g is sounding really scary have you heard about that the new 5g phone yeah the, well 5g network that they're the putting fucking out. network what? yeah what? well just because it's it's like literally and and if you there was a guy who uh was fcc and he was uh standing up and saying we don't have time to test this we need to get it out now like it was one of those things where you're like okay that i really don't wow. trust tumors like, aside we need to tweet <laughs> when somebody <laughs> says <laughs> right because he's saying like oh, our system is getting overloaded we need a 5g da, da, da. and then some people are like well but but it's, it seems like the frequencies on 5g are so much more intense because they're trying to cover literally the whole globe like they want to cover the, the whole globe yeah, and 5G. Must dominate with this and and so then the problem is it's not about your phone like because before it was like oh don't hold your phone up to like get it like a fucking something or put it on a on a headphone Post or whatever or something, something yeah. so you can get it away from your head right. you know five what well, now one fifth of one tenth of one percent of the people actually do that <laughs> like everybody 99.8 oh, yeah. well, i think after straight up to the <clears throat> ear so nobody really follows any of the like protocol of trying to save themselves from it but problem with this is it's not the phone it's the network so the network is covering all around you can't get out of that zone you know are what you I mean? saying we live in a toxic environment oh fuck yeah we do and this is this is just adding another whole new layer of yes i'm another exposing this another we need to we need to start something now we need to well you know that's it it's that the, it's that the that information is so important that everyone needs to be and and there's so many bad things going on in the world and people are so stressed out all the time it's like when is the when is the balance going to come when we go okay well we've got enough connectivity now what are we going to do with it for <laughs> the people who actually matter um and i think so many things are going on so much good is going on in the world but really on social media everyone focuses on on the negative and and that's you know well, let's think about the positive up. leonardo yes. dicaprio and oh, you were God. getting high yeah. <laughs> and toby <laughs> mcguire and <laughs> at leo's house when uh -huh. we were like 16 uh -huh. yep. and, how this, and then and then <clears> you got in trouble nothing no no oh, no okay. we didn't get in trouble and <laughs> so but you know you know i it was it doesn't sound like a, a crazy episode it doesn't sound like a crazy episode you know i think it was they 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 got me high we were in the in the bathroom we got all got high on this ridiculous looking bong that was like <laughs> part of the female genitalia i think oh nice and, classy, uh, classy classy and um and then they went and played video games and i just sat there trying to perceive if i was high because i was kind of <laughs> kind of a nerd yeah and i and 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 then you know it's interesting because i then i didn't really get high later till i was 20 23 so this, was, is once, this is a once this is a years old in a lifetime First deal time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had tried it at a rap party, and I didn't really say, I don't know, I couldn't perceive that I was, but I did remember the drive home that the lights looked really amazing. Right. And I was like, that was the most fun drive ever, but I wasn't high at all. Nope. No. <laughs> not high, never. Haven't been high. Well, but, people um, getting weird, like the first couple times, it's, it's just not recognizing where you're at. So you're like, oh, huh, okay, well, I didn't feel nothing, but then other people watching you were like... Dude, you were super high. Like you know, you were just like you went three times to the fridge, looked, didn't really know what you were doing, and then you came back and you were like said you were gonna get this thing and you didn't get it, you know, whatever, whatever deal, you know. And then we found you. I got you. It's all ready to go. Ready to go. We'll just make it easy for you. Drop it. So no. by by two degrees of separation, I'm getting high. Did you with say Leonardo, bye bye, Leonardo DiCaprio and Toby McGuire right yeah. now? Yeah, fantastic.
Is this guy <laughs> dance? There you go. It's like boom, boom. Oh, no. <laughs> Living through. That was professional strength. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a. Oh, I see. I'm just a small person. <laughs> not, not a problem. <laughs> so, professional strength. So, awesome. uh, but growing up in that whole sort of industry, I mean, you saw also <laughs> that it, it doesn't really pay as much as people think, and it's like until you get to a certain level. Uh, you yeah, know, you know, it's uh, there's there's, where you guys there's different just... classes of actors. You know, you can be well known and make just make a living. And people think because you're you have notoriety that you're you know, really really rich. So I, I think that that also leads to a lot of the douchebaggery. People treat you differently or think that you're you know some sort of you know treat you like a celebrity when it's not uh, it's not really how you feel. I don't. I think I felt more like a celebrity when I was a really young kid and I didn't know any better and I was on TV and I. Right felt like I was somebody but then later on when that sort of fame goes away and you have to do something else get another show in my case I you know designed toys for Warner Brothers and right. and, uh, and Disney and stuff and then I got into voiceover acting and and then finally voiceover acting and social media and so with voiceover I mean is that like now you're in like cause that can go on forever too I mean as long as you got a Pretty yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 42 right now, and I'm pretty much always going to have kind of this voice, so, you know, <laughs> as long as I can keep that going, and I don't get emphysema, I get emphysema, yeah. and, uh, you know, have to get some uh, implants in your, in your throat. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and, that's, and that's the cool part, too, is like when you look, I mean, back in the day, there was a very limited amount of people doing a lot of voices, and like, to the point where you're like, you're like, God, five did, guys. You did all those five like, guys doing 150 voices. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And like they, they now it's obviously cool to bring in famous people, and you know, and it's like every single <clears throat> like thing of my kids watch, and I'm like, wow, look at the lineup of people they've got <laughs> pulling in. But of course, it's easier to bring them in the studio one at a time. Do their yeah. Bid. Now kids play kids. You know, they're finding kid actors that are that yeah. They're complete. They're not just hiring damn, adults. Damn it! There goes your shtick. I know. Well, <laughs> you know. For the, more, for the more adult end stuff, or the stuff that takes, you know. You do anything with Adult Swim ever? Or? Um, you know. I've Just because they seem like they would be, they would no, be. I, don't, I haven't done much with them, and I, you know, I've got into a loop of doing like kids stuff and uh, an action hero and like superhero stuff and super villain stuff and game stuff. So haven't really gotten to and games, that, but I would like. I figure games would probably be one of the probably more lucrative things, just because they're making real money. Yeah. And uh, it seems so weird too, like when you meet people in the gaming industry. And, and people take it so seriously too. Like you know, the other day when we went to uh, that micro center place, you could just see that people are just spending all this shitloads of money, and they're just like building a whole room for gaming or whatever, oh, and yeah. just like <sighs> the gaming yeah. nerds. And uh, sometimes I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, it's I'm, weird. I'm kind of like I like the virtual world for its connectivity, and I do like it for its entertainment, um, you know, uh, part. But I feel like people really need to to get out and be with other people. Well, yeah, and the thing is, uh, it's crazy how quickly everything changed uh, from actual things like real. Look at this; this is real. To like now, people don't even necessarily it's like they want real things, but they get so absorbed into their artificial zone where it's just like I'm like, what? This is so weird to me because. Well, have you seen the graphics for Minecraft? No, and I, that's what I mean. And I these kids are like upset if you go in their world yeah. and move something, right? You know, and it's like basic. So <sighs> it is weird. No, and that's what I mean. Like, and if, if you see, you'll always see these people freaking out over dad 
you know, turned off their game in yeah. the middle or whatever. And they get to like, save it. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> well, that's why I like to treat social media and interactivity like a game. And that's how Howard yes. and I met. Is exactly. because I just decided that one Thank day. Thank you, Twitter. There you go. There was a, there was a, there was a, a uh, plug for Twitter. Because I was already going to say, so how did you guys mean? Uh, break it down. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Yeah. Well, I was posting pen and inks on Twitter one night. <laughs> late, and late at night. all of a sudden, Twitter guy, there was a direct message. And the door opened. And I said, hey, man. <laughs> or you think maybe you messaged me? Who, who messaged you? Who, no. Did it I was me. You, you did. Yes. <laughs> and actually, you actually, I think you may have asked me about some of my wings on my on my. Yeah, so I, was looking, I was looking for wings. Yes. I, I I have a, a yeah. game philosophy that I've created called Avatarism, and it's all about uh, encouraging kids who are playing games and adults yes. who like fantasy and games right. to start creating their own character, like a like a like a game character that they can right. play through in their real life. Right. And I wanted uh, Howard to design some kick-ass graphics, and his stuff is just amazingly tight. Right. Um, right. And you, you can check his stuff out on Twitter at Howard Clay Porter seventy one. Is that right? That's a correct. And. Um, and uh, so I just started looking at his stuff, and some of it resonated with me, and some of it, it didn't. And so we got into this conversation about right. what might be possible, and also like wh- where Howard was in his life, and uh, and these images started to come from the deep south to my phone in Hollywood from Howard, from his ranch and where he was taking care of his parents, who his, you know, his dad just passed away, and and. Uh, and he's been the sole, basically the sole provider of care for his parents were like pretty yes. intense. And I, and, and we do that for my family, for my grandmother. So I knew where he was coming from. Mm-hmm. And, um, so this art started coming out of him and uh, it was uh, visionary. It was very colorful. It was, um, eye popping. It made me, uh, like just think of, um, the festival culture and spirituality and, uh, and, you know, sort of irreverent joy for life. And it was interesting to me because his previous stuff was really uh, kind of dark. And he was kind of, you were kind of going through a, a dark, dark time. Dark time. Yeah. But the imagery that you were creating was super vibrant and, and psychedelic and, and just showed me where. He, and then what I thought about Adam was like, man, if this guy is, is this great of a draftsman at drawing mm-hmm. and he's making digital imagery like this, I want to get involved in this guy's career real early. Because when those two fuckers link up mm-hmm. the draftsmanship and this interest in this kind of imagery that's going to be something on the order of like an Alex Gray or an or, uh, or Thank an Amanda Sage or like Thank something you so like you know mm-hmm. and, and you know I just just wanted to be there when that happened right right and that's the thing is uh, you're cause it sounds like you're obviously a pretty spiritual guy you know, or leaning on that side of the fence for sure uh, and uh, you can recognize the fact that he's kind of putting everything into it like there ah, there it is it's all there you know and uh what's also interesting is the fact that you know when people when you see one medium that they work in then you realize they're that's only just a little piece of the puzzle of what they're, they're capable of yeah like i said then you get like the whole uh the trifecta of you know talent which is you know can't really buy talent if that's one thing is that it's not really you know, you can try and you can go try to learn or whatever. You can waste it. <laughs> but you can waste a lot of money trying to make it happen. But, <laughs> for, you know, and that's the way it is. I think when you're a kid and you see, like, your friend drawing something and you're like, 
what? Like, how the hell did you do that? You know what I mean? And they're just like, well, yeah, no problem. And you're like, fuck, just throw I the just pen. I just like that, though. It's yeah. weird. You know, <laughs> kind of throw the pen down, and you're like, ugh, why even waste my time? All right, so I'm trying to get this dragon thing with this thing. And right. I'm like, right. sketch it up for you. I mean, right. I was actually a pretty good drawer, but I was also like, uh, kind of like I was saying yesterday, where I would always go back and fuck it up. You know what I mean? I couldn't t- stop well, touching it. I couldn't stop touching it, and I'd be like, yeah. oh, I got yeah. too much. Ah, oh, you did too much, man. Yeah, you did too much. Shaded it out too. Like now it's just—it's like when you see some guys who just—they end up just blacking out their whole arm because they got so many tattoos. Right, like, right, right. At a certain point, they're like, "Fuck it, just black it out, bro." It's like you know, yeah. didn't think about it at all. Didn't plan ahead. You know what I mean? Um, so your stuff is pretty tattoo uh, inspired. It seems like somewhat. Not yes. this stuff as much as the, obviously the, 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 right, the right. pen and ink exactly. stuff that you were showing me. Because I was seeing every right. seeing a lot of stuff there where I was like, okay, yeah. I could definitely see people oh, going. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll take one. I'll do that. Huge, you know. Chest and piece, nothing was piece, nothing right, was like a right. simple. There wasn't a simple outlined tattoo piece. There was only like full on. You right. Know, yeah. I mean, if there's we Howard has got hundreds of pages of the tightest draftsmanship work in that in that like uh, John, tattoo uh, style, yeah. the hardcore yeah. tattoo style, right. and um, yeah. So if there's any yeah. publishers listening, Soul damn, that could be a, that could be a great flash <laughs> book right there, have, hard co- cover. Right, right, right. right. Do you have? Uh, is, is are those pieces online at all? Those pen and ink stuff? Do I have, have a few. Posts yeah, you can look at Howard's uh, at Howard's profile, uh, on, profile Twitter. on Twitter at Howard Porter seventy one. Um, cool. So and I, I also uh, post them on yes, my Twitter, which is ax, at oh. Alex underscore Polinsky, P O L I N S K Y. So, um, and, and <laughs> so if you guys only talked online and. First time we met yesterday. Okay, that was uh, exactly. Under your roof, right. uh, yeah. as per your kindness and bringing us out here. Okay, I might cool. just have to well, Just to let everyone know, gratitude. I'm just so blown away about this opportunity yeah. and being able to meet Adam and. Be a part of this, um, Alex. I just want to tell you, I appreciate you, man. Oh, man. Thank Love you, your brother. Yeah. This is just an awesome, awesome time in my life to uh, to 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 meet Adam, to see his, you know, his uh, earnings. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't really awesome. know. Yeah, I, my life's so complicated. I didn't, couldn't really check up on what ah. Mr. Dunn was all about. But I'm yeah. suitably interested and impressed. He's got some definite. This is well, kind I mean, of the thing is, what, pimp. Pimp stack right here. He's dug well, the, in. <laughs> I mean, the reality is that if you, yeah. what I've always realized is you got to make your. Like, you can go to other p- places and check out what people are doing, which is cool. Yeah. But at the end of the day, since you spend so much time, it's like it's like buying a bed. You know, you're not gonna go and buy a shitty bed. You're there for like half your life. So, get a good bed. Even if you're living a shithole, just have a nice <laughs> bed, right? That's like important. <laughs> gotta shit. have a place to rest gotcha. your genius. And and then on top of that, for me, it's been like it's pretty hard not to have a location in a town where I have a lot of people coming through because I always feel like they miss opportunities like, uh, you know, so-and-so's in town and, and they right. want a place to go hang out. And it's even funny because the other day, well, other day, other year, I should say, uh, <laughs> I had another place, another office, and I went into this building, uh, the Green Labs, which was like right across the street from my house, and it was a cool spot, but the guys who were running it didn't have a clue because, you know, they're from New York, first of all, which I would... It doesn't mean anything bad at all because I'm from New York. But if you're from New York and somebody comes and tells you Wiz Khalifa is looking for a place to go smoke some weed, your answer should not be, okay, it's $200 an hour. <laughs> I was like, no, what? Wow. No, they're not going to rent the place. I was like, they're looking for a place to bring their crew to, away from everybody, smoke some weed, hang out before they go up to the Red Rocks to the show. Just, you know, if you guys want to, because I didn't have a place at that moment in time, right? So I was like, if you guys want to 
be on the map, this is a great way to do it. Everyone will see. If, I think you can take photos of him while he's there, and then later you can put them up in your spot. Like, look, we yeah, just, was here. Yeah. And people go like, "Wow, this that's cool. Yeah, this is where he hangs out." Yeah, <laughs> Instead, they charge it, charge him two hundred bucks <coughs> an hour, and I was like, "It's not even." And then, like, two about about an hour later, he calls me. He's like, hey, "My friend told me who Wiz Khalifa is." I'm like, "Oh God, you know, damn." You should not be running a weed friendly office. Well, this place looks great. I mean, it's right now it's uh, filled with um, Howard's art on one wall, but the, it's just great. Like these, all these glass boxes and copper piping. It's kind of steampunk. It's, kinda, it's, it's like a little cool retro. Too. I walked in here. Thirteen like, foot Damn, this is great. door this is in the front. Little remind, in like a yeah, reminds me of, of kind of <laughs> like downtown LA awesome. lofts that I've been partying in. For yeah, years. it's it's got a very speakeasy vibe, <clears throat> which I like. You know, that's yeah. the. Uh, that is the kind of this is a very Denver look too. They love their Deep brick, exposed like brick. exposed yeah. brick in and Denver is like, in like pretty much <laughs> garage doors, yeah. garage doors and open right exposed yeah. brick. Yeah, that's pretty much the look. <laughs> and uh, it's a weird. You see how much buildings going on around here? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. it's gonna change. Like two years from now, I'm so out of here. I'm like this place is gonna be. It'll be cool to the next guys because they won't know that it used to be. Even cooler. Actually, there's a there's a great little spot behind here. I don't think you guys have been to yet, have you? The um, mm-hmm. the little eclectic kind of uh, like a cafe bar on music the corner. Spot. Yeah, yeah. I saw that driving in. Actually, the driver as we were going in, he's like, "That's a great place to go." It's the Mercury. It's called the Merc- there. Mercury Cafe. He's like, it's creepy right, and cool. Right, right. Merc- yeah, that's <laughs> so <laughs> you. Man, you pegged me. Oh I'm yeah, big time. Cool. I like creepy. He'll love. For sure, no, yeah. he's so he's so Mercury Cafe. It's big time. Yeah, that's a great place, though. It's like you go in, and it kind of feels like you're in some weird gypsy <laughs> brothel or something. You don't right, really know yeah. what's going on. But like, what's going on over there? Is there something happening up? The floor's oh, yeah. all weird and creaky. Creaky and like, floor, yeah. yeah. It's kind of, you know. And then, <laughs> then downstairs is where they let people kind of they let loose downstairs. Everyone's like, woo. And you're like, all right, this is interesting. But it's like, yeah, it's one of the... It's been around forever. <laughs> I, I used to go there in high school to drink coffee because it was the only place we could like drink coffee and like smoke cigarettes like for a little See? bit. There yeah. you go. It's a bad right. boy, bad boy spot. Mm-hmm. It's got painted. It got roses everywhere when you go inside of it. And they're like they love their roses. You know. So I like, just like the imagery of you opening a trap door in the bottom yeah. and everybody going woo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're always doing that. Why are they always doing that? Always <laughs> doing it. Yeah, no, it was a good spot. Um, so since this is a weed show, let's talk mm. more weed. Let's talk about. Let's talk about weed. Fantastic. So, uh, Howard, Howard, we know, likes weed, but he lives in a shitty place. So, how, so uh, how is your weed? Uh, how's your weed history? Do you ever get in trouble? Um, you ever get in, uh, you ever no, have actually, I've never been in trouble. Because you live in like the worst state to get in trouble, right. pretty much. Well, like when I first moved to my dad's, uh, he <coughs> hit a woodshed, and uh, I just bum, got bum, tired bum. of you know going and paying twenty dollars for a gram of bud. So, I got some seeds and it was some swag. And I tried it, and I grew three plants in about 90 days, and I think I got very lucky And because uh, I've seen pictures of your grow and some people that you're schooling on that, mm-hmm. that are under you, and phenomenal work, I believe. There's <laughs> so much more science than people understand to grow. It's all good. It's getting a good, good crew of people who understand <laughs> plants. and under, I mean, right. It's so funny, too, because when you talk with people who actually – are doing it it's way different than if you talk to people who are like writing about it or they're talking about it but they don't actually do it because when you do it it's, it's like it becomes yeah. so like oh that's absorbing makes, and awesome well, it's like it makes so much sense you're like oh yeah well that would make sense because yeah. 
that's obvious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Compared to like, okay, well, that's what the bottle said. You know what I mean? Because that's what a lot of people right, are like, yeah, right, you right. put in one mil per gallon and then it works, right? Yeah. Like, that's not, it's better actually to have a clue of how it works, first really? of all, and what you're actually trying to yeah. do. Exactly. Because you might have some easier solutions and or sometimes it's just as simple as like temperature and stuff. Like if you talk to somebody who's doing it and they're like, you know, warming their water up one day because they want to make sure that the roots uh, don't get shocked because it's so cold. And then the other day they're throwing ice cubes in because they left a heater in and it's got too hot and they know exactly where the right Adam, temperature is. I'm from the South. <laughs> so, yeah, so you would never want to put, like, you would only want cold, cooler water. Your plants would want that. Exactly. But then at the end of the day, you're like, well, that makes sense because yeah. obviously the plants want, you know, to be comfortable. But like on a hot, hot day, when you give them cool water, it's just like when you get cool water. Yeah, but on down. a cold ass day, when you fucking throw that same cold water on them, it's like fucking torture. You know, they're like, what the fuck is that? But if you give them, like, say, you warm that water up to like 78 or something, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, thank you so much. Yes. You know? These are things yeah. they did not know. Right. Well, it's just, yeah. And the thing is, a lot of people would just have it at a set temperature, boom, 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 and kind of keep it at that level. And it's like, it only works if your room really is like that and most people's rooms are kind of responsive to the like if it's 103 outside it's going to be a hotter room than if it's negative 20 so and and so there's a lot of nuances indoor growing of course outdoor growing it's really based on where you're at like if you live in a cool spot where it's got nutrient rich soil and you throw a seed there and it happens and grows out really good that's because you live in a nutrient rich soil and if you live in a shitty dry kind of crappy soil and you grow a plant and it comes out all scraggly and stupid it's because you live in this fucking crap you know it's like it's really based on where you are (laughs) right so unless you're preparing your soil and building your hole and doing all your things which you know some people do obviously and then you could be in the a lot of the crappier environments and pull off some great crops but it's a lot more work other places are just like what you know Cali's always been a like lucky what? place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I can honestly say this: when I saw the flower actually starting to form, because I put it on twelve twelve, I was so overwhelmed that I was actually having an opportunity to see something flower beautifully. You know, it was like what's well, fun I to watch. Go, it, it goes. The thing is, I always find the most interesting is uh, a lot of people get like weird stage fright when it comes to flipping their plants over to twelve twelve. Like there's like this whole like like, yeah. like you gotta get over the hump the first time. You know what I mean? And it's like really strange because I've seen sometimes like, you know, yeah, yeah. like when are you gonna take these when are you gonna flower these? They're like already past your head and they're like, I don't know and you're like, you gotta do these earlier because this is kinda stupid and then they don't realize that it's actually indoors it's really based on depth of the light. So and the light can only go so deep and at a certain point, it can't go any further because it's just like Too photon. Much. Well, the photons want to go up and they go in reverse yeah. and kind of go back up again. And so that makes people like kind of waste a lot of times energy because they'll grow a plant so big, and the but they can the whole bottom just turns into like nothing, you know. And then you mm-hmm. the top is where it's all at, so Canopy. you might as well keep that down like low. And right. yeah, there's a lot of you know that's and that's so you know we're we're all aware of it now and people. But it, but it changes too because in the beginning people were growing like in a room like this which is a basement low ceiling got to think differently than if you're in a nice nice high ceiling place with different airflow you know and right. uh, 
Yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, it's like everything is just all trial and error, and the most important thing is Definitely. It's the error Definitely that's the most not. important part. Like, a couple of errors is good. Not the same error over and over again. Like, you right, should try to, right. like, all right, then now I know what to do when that happens, and then move on to the next thing. Like, so, uh, do you ever have any growing experience at all, or um, just by mistake? Well, or? you know, uh, my I let a friend of mine... Um, when I was younger, gr- before I even tried pot, I let him grow uh, uh, some weed in my gr- mom's garage inside an enclosed box with lights and a fan. And we wrote on the front of the box, uh, well, we were supposed to write silicon because uh, uh-huh. we were saying, yeah, it's, we were molding and casting some stuff in silicon molds in there. And you, mom, don't open the box. But he spelled it wrong and he, he spelled it silly, S I L L Y C O N, silicon. <laughs> And uh, and then one day, you know, my mom went in there and she's like, "What the hell is That's this?" Classic. And she, she broke the lock off because it had been, you know, weeks, and she found these old dead, old pot plants in there that had been, you know, tin foil lined or what? Tin foil lined. Oh, nice tin foil. <laughs> so it's like your own fan. homemade phototron, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I don't need a phototron. I can do this with this box. Those two guys that hadn't didn't even have any pot smoking experience, and I I let him do it, and he tried it. It was a complete complete failure. Sounds sounds like it. Uh, yeah, I think. And then how old were you then? Uh, I think it was like uh, probably about 17, 18. Okay, so you were a little late to the game. Was yeah, no, just... like I said, I didn't actually get and you high until even... yeah. I was 23. Because right. yeah. uh, my dad was a, like a Haight-Ashbury hippie. And uh-huh. he had filmed me all these stories about LSD and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And he, he you didn't believe any of it. You were like, ah. Well, you know, it just made it like, oh, Repu- dad did that. And so, yeah, I want to become a Republican is yeah. what you were going to say. Yeah. Repub- Republican. Yeah. And, um, and you were like, oh, oh I want to be a Republican. Oh, I, I did that for a few years, you know. Get off my lawn, you know. Yeah. Do you speak English? Well, that's all that we can do. That's the thing is like, you don't want to be super cool because your kid might resist and become super lame. You know what I mean? You have to be well, like that's what happened. half cool, half lame at I certain points. The the <laughs> and then and then I and then I found electronic music and I found festival culture. Uh, uh, you know. And what was the first sort of <laughs> festival that you went to and like, or that you sucked you in? Well, the first one that I went to, I didn't do any drugs. Uh, it was called the 808. Uh, state and uh, and uh, yeah, I didn't even smoke pot. I just looked around. I was like, "What? Is, what is this? What the heck? Why are people? I said, why do people even like this music?" And I said, "Well, it's you know, it's it's the drugs. It's the drugs." Said, well, I'm not gonna do it. Um, <clears throat> but the first festival that I really that really changed my whole life was the Rainbow Gathering. Mm-hmm. And Which uh, one? And where? Where? At the actual? Right, at the it middle? Was, it the... was in uh, Cranberry Glades, um, North. North Carolina, yeah, and North Carolina. Uh, yeah, and it was uh, it was incredible, eye-opening experience. Five five or eight thousand people coexisting peacefully. I mean, the the there was it, it, was it one of those? Because that's the thing is, they were a lot of times in places that were like, I mean, when you say North Carolina, you're like, ooh, I could see the, the locals coming around. What the hell? The locals had on? a huge yeah. sign with a with a rainbow on it that said oh. "Welcome Rainbows" because you know we went out and everyone bought Must everything in the whole town. Yeah. Any furniture, the any movement. supplies, any food, any anything, any food that was nailed down, we bought. So they loved it. But I think the federal government does have a task force that follows the, the that particular festival around and and kind of yeah. sends riot monitor cops in there it. to sort of monitor them, right. make sure they're not. Exactly doing anything too crazy but really they're just making mud huts and eating really hard bread and and smoking weed and singing right and basically it's a lot of singing and drumming and 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 i found i i kind of found myself in a way after 
being a child actor and I went to that festival and I realized, you know, I was walking down the trail and this kid came, comes up to me and says, hey brother, give me your bag. You know, you're, you're, way, you're carrying too much. And I looked at my girlfriend and I said, what does this guy want? Mm-hmm. Is he, what is he, wants, he wants weed, he wants some money. And, and she goes, honey, uh, uh, there's nothing else to do here but help one another. That's the whole thing. Just get get used to that, and uh, and so from that from then on, I, I kind of like kind of adjusted my view of the world a little bit to uh, to there are people willing to help. What what if I what if I did that? You know, what if I helped? What if I just did stuff for people? What would happen to me? You know, and that's that was a profound uh, thing that happened to me through festival culture. Yeah, that's crazy. The uh, <clears throat> I mean, I think it's pretty easy to. Uh, no, for the, for people from the outside to look at it, and go like, yeah, they want to get high and blah, blah, blah. But it is also like, uh, you know, you because the same thing happened in Europe too with the, but over there, of course, they took it very commercially orientated. Like it became all those big festivals became super commercial, and I think that's what happened to out of the it's happened kind of out of the gate here you know that fire festival is a good example of, of like well, how which direction it's going into <laughs> that you know? captivated my attention for a few days i was just yeah, like oh my gosh you're like a... that guy you know and you're like john rule will never live that down <laughs> like that's all he's gonna be known for, for after everything he's ever done and uh exhale from that that's one. gonna that's gonna be really like yeah. a blowback for for years but i think that that kind of festival that they were trying to do that's a pretty douchey thing that they were i mean i saw the video how they were promoting it, and it yeah. was just all like looked like stock footage of of girls in bikinis, and like really the the secret behind a successful a festival is is uh, not girls in bikinis; it's interaction between human beings and the changing of, of consciousness and culture. And marijuana has always been a part of that since time immemorial. It's just a, it's an agent of change and transformation. Um, even if we didn't have any any other substances, if we just had that one, mm-hmm. you know, we would still be in pretty good shape as far as visionary experiences and have, you know pain management and you know, aphrodisiacs and right. all kinds of things. So have you uh, obviously been to a couple burns, it sounds like? Yeah, I'm a five-time burner. Five-time burner. That's yeah, that's where it's funny. I came back, and I probably should have went the first three years that I was here because now I've got my kid, and he's almost – I mean, I have to go another year before I bring him out there just because he's, he's, he's almost five now. But and my good friend's taking his his uh, six year old this year. Yeah, it's kind of like at that point I'm like, and and, and the, I mean the worst part though is that my wife uh, hates dust. <laughs> like so, it's gonna be a really rough one. I'm like, honey, dust is gonna be bad. It's gonna be yeah. really bad. But uh, but it's funny because after after a couple it. years of Burning Man, yeah, it, you start you start things start changing in your perception like. A woman in 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 like a, a industrial goggles and covered in dust starts looking really sexy to you. It's just, <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, just cha- things change. Yeah, she, she might she might like it. Have you ever been to one? No, I haven't. We gotta get we gotta get. Howard. I've been to the Jambalaya Festival. <laughs> Jambalaya Festival. So uh, I'm a Louisiana man. I know. <laughs> Definitely uh, way dustier than Louisiana. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And a lot less food. Uh, a lot less food. Yeah, the opposite of food. Worry about the opposite alligators of jambalaya. and crawfish. The opposite of jambalaya. If you're in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no alligators, but definitely yeah. weird b- naked blue dudes running around trying to hug you. Yeah. I did hear that the tumbleweeds up here could tackle you. <laughs> up here in Colorado. Up here. Some of them. <laughs> oh yeah, well, if you get the big enough one, that's for sure. Um, over there, though, it's, it's like the enough. dust clouds are the, the key. I mean, that's the thing that dust storms, dust storms out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and like, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna hide in your truck, and what you go in the, the truck, and the dust is like pouring in. Were you there like for the, the bugs last year? No, I wasn't. I heard about that though, right? 
I did. They had like an epic uh, amount of, uh, well, they had like a bunch of rain where they normally wouldn't have, and so a bunch of things so started growing, right. and then they had all these crazy, like once every seven years or something. Creatures crawl out of the they come out the of the earth. earth. That like, the we were here too. before yeah. you. Yeah. And, they just, <laughs> and, they, and they could bite and stuff, so it was oh, like, oh, it. yeah. The hell. Cash KTI. Paying uh, off people. Uh, yeah, paying people. Cartel, that's, that's what I do. Cartel. That's what I do during the show. I usually <laughs> envelopes keep coming. Hey, where's my... Uh, drinks? Yes. Uh, Just so you have, and you can go in a little bit and figure it all out. You're in charge, bro. This is Charles in charge, okay. but... Well, not him personally, but... <laughs> well... You're KTI in charge. in charge. KTI in charge of everything on the Adam Dunn show. Can you sing? Can you sing it for me? That's a little <laughs> Come sorry. on, sing it, dude. You gotta sing. Adam. KTI in charge. If you, like that, if you hear that, if you hear that theme, do you go nuts? Is it, does it go weird? It's, yeah, it's like it's kind of like a Pavlovian thing. I start salivating. Do you? <laughs> no. Um, no, I've, I mean, I've, it's I've, all great memories. It was there was some great memories. There was some not so great memories. Just like a life, like you're with you know a, a cast is like a family, and and there's when you're thrust together a bunch of strangers for a long period of time, anything can happen. How many years were you on it again? Five. Five? five years. How many years was the show on? Uh, ten, fifteen. What? How did it live for fifteen <laughs> years? Jesus, That's crazy. Crazy, it's crazy because right? like a lot of shows you'd Real be like syndication. Ten years yeah. just goes by in a heartbeat because you'd be yeah. like. Oh, dude, it's not his fucking 11th year. You're like, 11 years? And you just think, like, it's the... Some of them are just the worst, you know? There's, like, no content. You couldn't even imagine. But, like... What was the worst show that you like that you would like to watch? Okay, uh, mine was definitely uh, I mean, A Small no, Wonder. I don't even the one about the girl robot? I don't even know that one. Okay. That was so bad you didn't know that. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, like... What I remember that I liked was like the A team I loved. I mean, A team made me stop what I was doing to go watch it. Like, I gotta watch Come on, MacGyver. Really? MacGyver was good. Yeah, A team and MacGyver. The A team MacGyver hour for me was like, fuck you all. I'm gonna watch this shit. That's right. I'm learning things. Knight Rider. I'm learning how to be a man. I was gonna say Knight Rider too, which is pretty bad. Like now, if you think about it. Like now that you know how what a douchebag he was, it's like oh you are a douchebag, Michael. Such a douchebag, Michael. There's something in your back pocket. It's sticking into my seat, Michael. Why are you being <laughs> a tea bag? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, some. I mean, it's weird though because if you watch '80s shows now, because there's so many like streaming and things and stuff, that you're kind of like you get absor- you do get absorbed really fast back into it. You're like, oh my god, this shit's it's in my DNA. Like, I have to watch it now. I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to find out. Even, like, oh, the Brady Bunch. I mean, I used to watch that, and that's pretty bad. Yeah, the Brady Bunch was really bad. The Brady Bunch actually was one of those shows that was designed to, like, be really happy and fun, but whenever I'd watch it, it would make me really depressed. Well, the whole thing is the behind the scenes of that was really weird, you know? What? Well, what do like, you mean? There was, like, a lot of people banging each other on the, sh- on the show. The siblings? <laughs> Sibling no, banging? No, the, the mom, exactly. uh, Henderson, and the oldest kid. Dun, oh really? Dun, dun, dun. They had a thing going on for oh, about three years. I didn't Come know on. that. Yeah, you didn't know that. You just wrecked up Here's my whole a story <laughs> about a slutty lady <laughs> I who was getting it on with Whoa. one of her old boys. Yeah, with the oldest. Holy boy. shit! <laughs> I knew that. Well, you know, there's a lot of fans like that about Charles in Charge, surprisingly, and 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 some people even want to see like a a reboot, but I don't know how the fuck that would happen. How the hell would that? Is, how is would that look? Alive? Is everybody alive? 
Yeah, and uh, the grandpa's dead. So you're so you're just waiting hmm. for this moment. I, I you're like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> with like a wild kind of like uh, the slightly dystopian kind of. That was on there. <coughs> She's now in Ellen there a lot. She's real, the real pretty. Girl. The, ta- the younger one? Yeah, she played some really <laughs> psycho parts on LMN. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, and then I saw her and I Josie recognized Davis her. you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, she's an awesome actress, all right? I saw her on very LMN. Sexy lady. Had a very uh, trying time in my life. And mm-hmm. I saw her on LMN. <laughs> and uh, it was really a psycho this is part. It's creepy. It's you- a psycho part <laughs> that she was playing. And uh, it was just kind of like, and then. Whenever I like looked that. at the cast back at, you know, what you were involved in, I was like, wait, that's her. What? <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. I wonder how she got buy that a house part. from her. She'll show up and try I and, bet. and sell if you a house. If you've seen that movie, amazing. she will. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're in the market for a million dollar or more house. I was, I was psyched out when I said it, though. It was kind of a few million. Yeah. <clears throat> Josie's to get into nice. some high, high nice. ticket real estate. I think it's, okay. it's, it's awesome. Uh, I did want to add... Um, on my first experience on growing weed, I was able to experience the psilocybin growth thing. It was pretty cool. Oh yeah, you were so, telling me. Yeah, yeah. you showed me some photos. Yeah, I had a fun time doing that. It was tell really me, awesome. Tell, tell us how you, because you, because you uh, got a unique situation where it's all natural, right? Like yes, it's literally, and, and you put a tent over it or something. Very land. It all came together. My fiance, which is Pebbles, her. Parents were hippies, of course, and that's her real name. She's a beautiful woman. It's a part of my life. She's laying on this sun-like bathing apparatus. It's 102 outside, and we're on in Sandy Hook, Mississippi. And I walk back to a manure pile down the bidding path, and it was a mysterious little path. I went down there, and there were three mushrooms. I know about 25 grams worth, almost dehydrated, and I just knew what they were and I haven't experienced them done them since I was a teenager so I ran inside and I googled them and they were them so I put them in my ninja them meaning which kind of them psilocybin cubenzies okay there's some Really they, were, they were still before they actually popped no, open. No, they were fully mature. Uh-huh. The fruit and body has done everything they were supposed to do, and they were at their end of the life cycle, and they were kind of just a little bit dehydrated from the sun, but still had some heavy weight to them. It's still, I, I guarantee you there was at least 25, uh, 25 grams <laughs> that was awesomeness. Uh, I brought them, put them inside, and my ninja, and with a little grape Kool-Aid, not just, you know, lightly warm water. Green. Blended them up. That's the south. And brought them outside to my fiance, and we halfened them. Little did I know that the dosage is on an average dose is two point five, and I think she ingested maybe fifteen to twenty. Because <laughs> I you make a sandwich or something. Here's a sandwich. Because each, each yeah each one of the each one of the mushrooms I guarantee it weighed at least twelve grams a piece. They were so robust, Adam, and beautiful. And I was so overwhelmed that, okay, I've got the right specimen that I really didn't think to look up dosage. <laughs> so about about 45 minutes into the, the trip, Pebbles looked up at me, and she goes, Howard, it's hot. <laughs> I cannot read my word puzzle anymore. How much did I do? I was like, I need to go see. <laughs> Well, needless to say, I made it to the back of my dad's woodshed and looked down the ground, and I started seeing all these beautiful geometrical, ancient geometry shapes. 
And as I looked up in the air, they followed just my path of view. And then they were tracing and just beautiful colors were going on. These, this psilocin in, in these mushrooms was really potent because I was having a good time. So I was lightly nauseated because it was a heavy dose and I wasn't used to it. But I got over that because I was having a great time. <laughs> and uh, Pebbles got up and she's walking very fast inside. And she gets in there and she's like, I don't know how much you gave me, but this is something else. I do not know what to do with myself right now, Mr. Porter. <laughs> and I just had to keep apologizing through the whole series of uh, events that went on. <laughs> but it was a great time, great time. <clears throat> I didn't know what they were really when I first took them. And I, I think I took way too much. And they, oh. I was convinced the aliens were going to land. And I walked around to about maybe 15 or 16 strangers at a party and said, the aliens are coming tonight. It's tonight. And I looked up in the sky, and there were like these big lights coming down. And, and then I started getting this really bad, nauseating stomach uh, ache. And, and then I spent six hours <coughs> just sleeping in my car. <laughs> and if the aliens landed or not, I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, mushrooms definitely uh, – it's all about that getting over that first little hump with, their, with your belly. I mean, that's like that's it. you've got to know it's coming. The concentrated goo is really good for that because it definitely knocks out that whole right. bad part of it all, which I think is great. Like that I, I hear that it's because the different before. parts of the of the plant have different strengths in it, and as they digest, Actually, they can sort of this high dosage, dosage, low dosage. It kind of gets right. you on it's a, like a roller coaster. Yeah. Ride well, the thing about it too people. is interesting is like whenever you get that like uh, weird stomachy kind of flip flop thing going, and then you get two yawns in about. Third yawn in, it's already like you start to cry. A little bit of tear comes down. You're like, oh no, what's happening? The spores is <laughs> the spores are the culvert. Two yawns. The spores are the culvert. If you can collect the specimen before the veil breaks, the spore content under the hood of the mushroom, the cap, is in a, it's less concentrated, and therefore you won't be as nauseated. But you can take chamomile tea with it. It's really, really good. And there's a couple of other things if you want to stay natural or if not, Finnegan or, you know. Palmethazine, sipping on some sister. <laughs> but uh, that's just one of those things. <laughs> See, I can't wait. I can't wait when this guy starts drawing the mushrooms that he sees oh, yeah. on his land. But that did spark something that I had an opportunity to do, Adam that and Alex, that was – um, get con- more connected with the ecosystem. I learned about mycelium from that point, mm. different types of uh, nutrients that, you know, like when you grow. Well, mushroom, so. mushrooms are like the, uh, the weird thing is that mushrooms are actually more human than humans. Human. Like they have more right. in common with humans. They're more connected. They have more in yes. common genetically with yes. humans yes. than they do with. Yes. So it's kind of like. It is definitely alien life form shit. Right, where like, right, right. They, I, I, I didn't even know they can grow underwater. You know that? Is underwater Survive in space. Mushrooms. It's like, that's kind of bizarre, right? Outer, outer space mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, they, I think no. Paul Stamets. You know Paul Stamets, the mushroom, mushroom guy? 100%. This is, this is what was so amazing about the story. That, um, not to interject, but this, this was what was so amazing that my father was on this place for 12 years and he had a 12-stall barn. 
And I did research on mycelium and how to make cakes. And I've seen online all these little jars of little white cakes. And I'm like, okay, I tried it. Couldn't do it, you know. It's, it's a tough deal. Um, but I went out to the manure pile. <laughs> and I was just fooling around, going to grow some mushrooms. And I was clearing an area back. And all of a sudden, I saw this white mass. And I was like, wait a second. Ding, 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 ding. So I started undigging them. And these cakes must have been 12-year strains. They were two to three foot long, a foot and a half thick. When you say cake, does that mean like... A it's mycelium like a, cake. It's like, that's like the ground yes. that's been like infected with a white... Right. Thick. This is one major mass. And you these break, you can't... Break that up. You can break that up and... Make yeah, there's actually the psychoactive ingredient in it, psilocin. That is, I think it's called sclerosh- sclerotium, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, you know, it's like, so, so much like scrotum and scrotum. Well, yeah. I always, and I used to always go, I used to always go like, you want to try some scrotum? Sodium, scrotum, sclerotium, sclerotium. Okay, I'll keep it at sclerotium. Originally from Tampa. Really. Yeah, Tampanese's. I remember that because I remember in in, um, right. in I think in Amsterdam they made mushrooms illegal, but then right. they found right. a loophole right. where they started right. selling the the, the sclerotium. Yeah, yeah. Those <clears throat> first for a little while it was only fresh mushrooms, Sorry. and then just the sclerotium. Yeah, sold muskrat. Adam, in these cakes were so awesome. Now to get back to this, yeah, check this out. Awesome cakes. Put them in a terrarium at seventy-two degrees, mm-hmm. and couldn't believe my eyes. This is the first for me, right? I started seeing these things, pin, cone, and they produce some of the be- most beautiful, robust psilocybin cubenzies that I've seen. And I was very fortunate and honored enough to be able to experience it. And um, it was just, it was an experience because I was there, I've been able to see it, see this happen and just, you know, transform into something. I harvest them right before the veil. And I had a friend of mine come from out of town and four hours later, he looked at me and said, Howard, if I could, I would be a mushroom. <laughs> four hours later, mm-hmm. he said, mm-hmm. I would be a mushroom. <laughs> wow. And we was out in the backyard looking up in the sky. I mean, it was awesome. Well, the cool part about that whole thing you is the fact that you can actually, it's, it's really cool when you can go on your own property and then just. Hang out and well, yeah, but also free. get the mushrooms from there, not yeah. knowing where they came from. Compared to like, yeah, you grew them in a terrarium and you right. got the spores from some guy in Holland and whatever. No, you know, that's cool. That's, that's also cool from the property. You're but right. This is like, You're right. Ancient. Because then you know right. when you Indigenous take them. Indigenous American. It was an awesome experience. Well, when you take so them there, so you're like, okay, I'm fucking. Just like I used to call my hash 30, yeah. 30 meter hash because it only got 30 meters away from me. So if you Why? actually had 30 meter mushrooms, <laughs> like you're like, dude, 30 meters from this property, a totally right. different high. Like I, right I used to say, I used to say, in a place Indigenous. on the property, in a place on my videos, I'm like, because I made a few videos, uh, Alex over here, and you kind of told me to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was an awesome experience. And, uh, I just had a great time, man. Oh, yeah, well, you oh, tell me because you show me photos of your. You just put like a tent over it and blocked yeah. up with the light. Actually, over work? the years, my my father had made some little closures and stuff around the back of the property and stuff, and so he had this debris kind of piled up. And um, the manure pile was about thirteen in, thirteen and fourteen foot thick. It's a twelve year pile off of a holler. That's the only way I was able to extract cakes of this. Like, a holler? Yeah, I'm from Hollywood. What's a holler? 
Well, now I'm going to tell you right now, maybe it wasn't a holler. It may have been like a little deep indention because uh, y'all got hollers up here. (laughs) This is getting strange. (laughs) What the hell is a holler? Is it a hole in the ground? Yes. Is that like a holler back? (laughs) You can trip and break your ankle off the side of it. It's that steep. (laughs) But anyway. It's where it drops down into a little indentation or something yeah and so it was actually you walk off to it and it's Jump like in just it. a big thick pile and mass of, of shavings and horse manure Pucky. and uh it's pretty much filtered through the time of the summers and seasons and stuff you know and there's spores that have died and you know rebirth themselves after the year's up and they come back and they just they're resilient and, and robust I've actually get a bug sprayer fill it with rainwater mm-hmm. and put you know certain nutrients in it that are natural that they thrive on and also uh, take the cap off and collect the spores for 24 hours and I scrape them off and I can put them back into my sprayer shake it up and go re-inoculate and give back to the ecosystem mm-hmm. rather than someone just grab oh look how pretty this one is this is going to really do this to you and I just I didn't want to be like that and mm-hmm. I wanted to be more subtle with it and give back and re- my fiance got into it it was like it looked like LSU <laughs> it was purple and gold everywhere Adam once yeah. I started re-inoculating Oh, my goodness. It was so awesome. My fiance actually was like, hey, let's go pick mushrooms this morning. <laughs> and it was, it was awesome to see someone you really loved, enthused and, and on point with you on the same level. Fairyland. Right there and just smiling and have a good time and, you know, just awesomeness. Yeah, well, the thing is, uh, mushrooms, too, are finally getting a good sort of place in people's minds as far as, like, everyone's understanding, like, Hey, you know what? Some people actually need to take them just because if they don't, they get fucking migraines or they get yep. Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, and they get uh, depressed awesome. or they have PTSD or whatever. And it's like you know, just like, and they don't need a lot. They right. just need like a. For some people, it might be a lot, but for yeah. other people, it'd be like, oh, that's it, cool, no that's problem, it. boom, that's Two easy. Two grams, one point five grams. Okay, About, yeah. cluster yeah. headaches Which does is, do it. I am sitting here yeah, and I'm telling you, it does. I've had migraines that have wounded. To put a knife in my temple and 2.5 grams for four and a half, five hours, I was totally. But now when the mushrooms did level go away, my headache did come back. I can tell you this. They do work. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's all, the part that is amazing to me is the fact that they work so long term. Like they I work like six months, yeah. you know. And three day headaches. Three months. Yeah. Between three and six months for some people, you know. So it's like, yeah. that's the pretty end, dope. The stuff at the end of life, too, is really compelling. I, the, the fact that they, you can take someone who hasn't experienced any psychedelics in their entire life and they're facing cancer and facing exactly. the end of their life and give them a moderate dose and uh, they don't need to do it again. They have a renewed feeling of connection to themselves and their family, their path, and, and also the understanding of the, is, the naturalness so of their so situations. And that, that's, I think, a great entry point for a lot of people for psychedelics is realizing because everybody's got the fear of death. Yeah, well, I think now, too, the and, and it's pretty interesting, too, when you see people who actually do it, you're like, when you first look at them, you're like thinking in your mind. Because, you know, we're all, everybody who trips kind of gets into this competitive little weird thing where it's kind of like... You know, obviously, who can do more and who can trip longer and who can, and then there's always one guy who like stands out amongst them. Oh, so during the daytime, useless. But when you're tripping, oh my god! I believe that uh, psilocybin is more psychological. And and so there's some people who just like you're just like really you did that, like you're like just (laughs) right. You can't understand it. But other people, you know, right? For me, it's like 
I've done enough things to know where it's going to, so I kind of feel like, okay, well, if I take a lot less than I normally would, I'm always surprised, like, holy shit, this actually really works when you do exactly. a normal dose <laughs> instead of, like, trying this to, do, trying to be a hero megadose. every single time. Like, I'm a hero. Uh, <laughs> and then you just, like, uh, <laughs> curled up and all weird. Man, <laughs> and that's like, you know, you don't want to be that guy every single time. It's like That can't happen. You're better off to kind of, like, but do, do less and get kind of work your way up. That's the whole mindset of going in on Micro, psychedelic. Microdosing. Is knowing where you're at when you take it and being in the right state of mind, you know? Well, and you look know, for and something. I think, I think the biggest problem in the past has always been yeah. um, quality Fire. quality, and trusting people and set and setting. That's always the thing. Like, exactly. if you get somebody yeah. from yep. some scuzzy guy and he gives you some acid, it's probably going to be some scuzzy acid. You know what I mean? Scuzzy like, guy wow, acid, I've had it. Scuzzy guy acid is not good. It's not, like, it's not a good thing. You know, it's like, hey, scuzzy guy gave me some really good acid. Dutch. It doesn't really get said a lot. Mm. It's usually like, Actually, scuzzy guy gave me this. Oh, I get a stomach ache. Oh, my legs Never. are cramped. This is your belladonna trick. Cracker. Chris, psilocybin, cubanus. But if you get it from somebody who's a good source, and you know, and then they right, obviously right, they right. obviously say the right things. They tell you they're oh, yeah, yeah. for the family, and you're like, okay, oh. this is a good start. You got, you got a good <laughs> right. start. No, but not everybody talks about that. This is, you know that these exactly. substances aren't for everybody. That's why right, you know right. you had a whole tribe of people, and then <laughs> the shaman and the satellite people around the shaman and the interested parties and the people you would help or she would help and. You know, it's, it's not meant for the whole tribe. There's certain among of us, are, you know, are, aren't going to be able to get the the lessons, and we shouldn't push them or make them feel strange. Yep. For those, they have we have breathing, we have yoga, we've got, you know, Stanley Kubrick movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And well, the thing is, I think you you also figure it out when you do. Like when you're young, you know, you don't have as many responsibilities. Your big responsibility is to yeah. get get home and not, you know, ma, not let mom know type thing. But for the most part, if you when you're older and you're all like got a zillion things going on, it's real hard to unwind. And then now you're forced in this zone where you're like, shit, now I'm really like, not only are you unwinding, you're sometimes, you're sometimes so wound up that, you know, you're, you know, you come off the fucking hinges for a second there because people also have this thing where, you know, I, I see it where everybody's a big talker. And then all of a sudden it gets down to the nitty gritty and you're like, Oh, okay. Now we what know. have you got? <laughs> Actually, what have you got? And then, and then <laughs> they. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, and then well, the, I mean, the thing is, it's it's not again not for everybody. Yeah. And um, even if it's something like uh, we did, I did a peyote ceremony a couple months, like a month, a little over a month ago, and it was like that wasn't really so heavy. Like I thought it was going to be a big, a much more in the in the mind. I was like, no, easy. This is just it's all about endurance. It's about being yeah. totally. It's like doing like you know. Now you're in the zone where you're like, oh, I got tricked. So in relation to <laughs> ayahuasca, is it anything close? No, no not even close. Okay. No, that's totally, that's all. We're moving up the ladder, my friend. We're going, trying to move up the ladder. <laughs> no, and it, the funny part was we went thinking you, we were right. doing an ayahuasca ceremony at first, and then when we on our way down, it was like, oh, wait, we're doing a peyote ceremony. Well, that's a totally different thing. <laughs> and I was kind of glad for the moment because I was kind of like, wait a minute, why are we going straight to the fucking top? We haven't even like worked our way up. So it was like, ah, oh, it was a good work. And then, <laughs> but it wasn't uh, at all what I thought. And then it was like, huh, okay. Now Anything I understand. visual or what? No. Was it more psychological? It like? was not visual at all. It was like, it was, but it was, you needed it. <laughs> you know, That's you, what's you up. You had to have it because you were there for 12 and a half, 13 hours. Okay. And you're in this, you know, you're doing all this, you do it every 
stage and you got to go through it all and you got to be cool and you can't leave and if you leave you look like a dick you know what i mean so it's like one of those things you just had to like uh, i'm gonna sweat this out i'm gonna do it you know i'm gonna make it work and so yeah, it was pretty interesting it was interesting but it vet, was definitely... vet your shaman.com you know it's like, yeah you gotta, and then... you gotta know you gotta know what the set and settings gonna be like yeah <laughs> that was the whole point I was, on, I was going on someone else's uh, thing I was like yeah sure we'll come down yeah. but everything else about it was great I mean it was yeah. awesome it was just it was not the and, and we all were thinking it was going to be come out to Sandy Hook I guarantee way more, you way more psychedelic but it's also just because I mean, we, you'll we enjoy did, yourself <laughs> but we did because we could, they do it in this it's, it's actual ceremony so there's a whole it's not just rah 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 until you fucking oh and then right. you're like laying in the bed and <laughs> And that's it. Right. It was like you got to stay aware and do so. It was kind of like right. they had it all figured out. It's a full yeah. ceremony, right? Yeah. Hey, and so and you know, we did like six pers- rounds, five, six protocol rounds. Where you three, kept the upping dosage. Three times. Mm-hmm. Well, you're doing three different. You can. It was up to you. And you do powder, then you do actual peyote, then you do tea, powder, tea, peyote, tea, powder, tea. So it's like, yeah, you can. Wow. You can, but you're like, you know. At the same time, you know, up in the dosage just means more work <laughs> because you're like trying to power through that stuff anyway. Because it's, it, you get the face. Everyone gets the face. Like, oh, wow. no one loved it. No one was like, hey, the taste. Is the taste bitter? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's literally taste. like rolling. Like San Pedro. Rolling, which I haven't had either, but I've heard it's gross. Rolling uh, aspirin onto a cucumber uh. with the, injected with. Novocaine or something where you're just like, oh, oh so like, wow, that's oh, yeah, distinctive. You won't forget. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very heavy. Very no, thank you. Right, I'll try. Got to do it. I'll see. It. I'll do the ayahuasca once. Yeah, and the whole thing with ayahuasca is, I think it's great for people who that definitely made me, that made me talk to plants. Yeah, where'd yeah. you do it? In my backyard while I was gardening. Oh, really? All by myself. Wow. Uh, just a micro, like a micro dose. It was given to me by a shaman in passing. You know, a shaman in passing. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, uh, uh, he said, try this. And and I, I took the, the barest, tiniest amount because I, I really, as far as anything, even pharmaceuticals, like I don't, I don't need to take much. Um, I'm really lightweight, so I went out in the garden, and I literally was like looking at my plants, and the plants started looking back up at me and saying. More water. Why did you plant me here, you D-bag? I should have been over there where there's more light. I don't like it over here by the mint. He's absolutely oppressive. He's growing all over my shit. And I was like, jeez, I never knew these plants. It's so much to say. It's pretty uh, It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, you, you definitely need to... Uh, the whole thing with ayahuasca is I feel like if you're doing it for a reason, like you have a real... You're coming in with a reason and you want to... You, yeah. It's definitely effective for people who need to break through something. Breakthroughs, um, yeah. exactly. Psilocybin does that to me. And so, <laughs> so if you're if you're in need of that, I think it's definitely one of those things where it's like it's awesome to watch that develop. That was one of the things where I was nervous. I was like, was, I felt like I was going in to get a test, and like, like I don't really need to be here. Like, hi, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I, I don't know if because 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 at the same time, if I listen to everybody's stories and they're like, this person had, you know. Got got abused, and this person is on smack, and this person. Right. I feel like, man, I don't have that many problems at this particular time. Maybe I shouldn't be. Oh well, you know, you're sucked away into the whole thing. Like, welcome to fix your problems. You don't have any problems. Introspective nightmare. And then you're like, no, remember that time when you were nine? <laughs> ah, my grandmother's crawling up my leg with a knife between her teeth. Yeah, exactly. But the whole the whole point of actually like 
some people go in and they figure out that they they did have some issues that they didn't know it and sometimes there are super pain like this one guy was telling me like sort of the same thing he was like i didn't realize i caused so much pain to this kid back when we were like eight you know or nine right. that's right. good that's and some good shit and it was like he just didn't know you know what good I mean? shit. yeah well, he so knew he just didn't let himself know right yeah, exactly. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> had to let it out. <laughs> but in general, it's interesting. So I think, like, yeah, yeah it definitely pull. It's definitely got a lot more. Uh, it's got a lot more of a healing power than people give it credit for, you know. Um, so I don't know exactly. I think Exotic is off flying his plane somewhere. And oh, okay. Doesn't have. I was just reception. wondering about that. Yeah, we were supposed to have him on a, a while ago, but yeah, okay. And tomorrow. At one o'clock, uh, Alex Gray's coming here. Yeah, and Allison. Hope you know. We'll see if they're on time. See how. See how. We'll see how on time they are. We'll have a big pile of mushrooms in the middle. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Huge, yeah. giant. It's just gonna go through like Pac-Man. Like he's gonna eat them. <laughs> Allison Everyone, will love yeah, that. Yeah. So what's like, happening? Gonna right? be like that. He's gonna mow through them. No, I don't know what's, what's going, going on tonight. <laughs> huh? What's going on tonight, Adam? Well, we've already talked about this thirty times during the yeah. show because yeah. Well, now you're gonna tell us exactly. <laughs> you are Actually. showing. You, this is your first uh, ever yeah. uh, gallery exposition. Man. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah. That's what's on. Um, so high. We'll be presenting. Akashic mantra. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, Akashic mantra. This mantra. is this is uh, this is what we what Howard and I feel his uh, art represents and uh, it's the unspoken wisdom history of the human race coming out in in imagery and psychedelic imagery and and it's uh, what our what our minds see and it's what what uh, yeah. what Howard and I are pretty interested in developing. That's what's happening. And also there's going to be uh, uh what is it? A debut for the future? It's another another artist, or yeah, then we we have crystals here. We're gonna have people, flame. We got your boy, fire dancers, got dancers, fire dancers. Awesome. Tonight. We have Rick coming through yeah. from uh, Cajun Glass. So if you're in downtown we got, Denver, we got uh, Family Bear. Yes, uh, love Family Bear. Family Bear. I don't know Glass. who that is, but I love his uh, name. Family Bear Jim, <laughs> I should say. And awesome crystals um, and twenty-one and paint visionary and paintings. And we have uh, going further, going and further. Have, and we have my, my movie that I that I produced and, and narrated about uh, the fiftieth anniversary of the dissemination of LSD uh, and awesome. the electric Kool Aid acid test That's and the, the creation of festival wow. culture yeah. in general and where it's going. And yeah. uh, we're going to be showing it on a yep. on a big big wall screen. Big wall. Big wall screen. Um, big, big wall, wall screen. Big wall. So any any fans of the dead, any fans of psychedelia, any fans of festival culture, or Ken, Ken Kesey or the Electric right. Kool Aid Acid Test, awesome. or hallucinating, or good music, Can't or wait to documentaries see it, in general. Come on down and, and again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I can't wait to see I'll it for the twelfth time. I love I love hearing awesome. my own voice. <laughs> 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 and and you really have to come come see these these pictures. Like they're just uh, mind blowing. Um, and I don't know if you can the people around can uh, at home can see these. Um, this is uh, this is one of Howard's. Oh yeah, hey everybody can see Thank it. Y'all. And uh, and over here is another one of Howard's. Um, so. It's uh, it's it's. A I want to give a special shout out to Pebbles again. Yeah, let me tell you because ten months ago, if I wasn't getting on Infinity Blade in my spare time because yeah. of what I was going through with my father, yeah. I would have never picked up Pixlr, Pixart, or any mirroring app. So, and I just actually started fooling with just my pen and inks, and it 
bled over into really going back to my roots of what I was inspired yeah. to do, and that's some of, of an inspiration like of Alex Gray, actually. One of the yeah. main focus points of uh, an area that's that how I we met. Get. That's how so, we met. I had just shown the movie at Alex uh, Gray's land at at, uh, at Entheon, or not hit. Not truly Entheon, inspired at, uh, by that gentleman at his uh, at his his land up in upstate New York, I right. think. And, oh, nice. And, that's where uh, I was born in Kingston. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And Howard Howard noticed that I was I was with Alex and hanging out with them and showing the movie, and I think that's when we first got in contact. And I said, "Man, you gotta." Don't 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 think about this dream. Like you have the skills to make mm-hmm. this kind of imagery happen, and I think Alex Alex has really been the inspiration for many many visual artists. Um, of course, and and, and it's cool because he's uh, super approachable when you actually get to hang out with him and stuff. He's like, oh, okay, and, yeah. and he's he's down to earth. Yeah, yeah super, awesome. super dope. And and like I, I like I got to meet him in Amsterdam years ago, and it was like he was on, you know, when people are there, they're. they're even more guard down just because everything's like wide eyed and oh, right. wow, what's going on here, you know? And, uh, so yeah, it was kind of nice to see him on that side, not just work on the circuit. Like now he's like grinding. He's, he's like, man, he's everywhere. And like, there's a big show tomorrow, which is going to look yes. pretty good. Yeah. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. When we have him here so we can get the whole lineup and yeah, should be good. For sure. So we're going to have more from Alex and Alex and some more from Howard also. Yeah. All right. Now. Tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks, Adam. Yep. Thanks for coming through, and right. thanks for uh, anybody coming thanks, through Adam. tonight. Uh, you know, it says six, but you know we're anticipating the, the rush comes in later. Oh like, yeah. But uh, yeah, come on down, twenty two oh nine Welton Street, and uh, check out the art from Howard and Family Bear Gems, and from Cajun Glass. So I want to, and also come watch that movie and go with further. Uh, I want to thank all the sponsors, guys from Incredibles. You, just got, you don't have to pull them all up. So okay, just, I'll just run through them. Guys from Incredibles and Growstone. I said Gross, uh, Incredibles is I love Incredibles.com. Growstone is uh, Growstone.com. And uh, also from guys or Jeremy over at Build-A-Soil, which is Build-A-Soil.com. You can check them out. Um, and don't forget, last but not least, uh, the seeds are now. You guys were supposed to bring us Exotic today, but I think Exotic is flying his plane around, and he's doing some seriously deep investigating, he said. So we'll find out what that was all about. Um, get him on for sure for a little bit uh, next week, and hopefully all the guys from the chat gang come back and see what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, and that'll all be posted by KTI. I was over there feverishly posting all this stuff, making sure it goes up instantaneous. Becoming like a precision run group here. Look at that. Amazing. Look at that. Table's all slicked out now. You're you're feeling it now, right? Oh, big time. You came in, you're like, whoa, it's even yeah, better. Yeah, no, I, it's I, like, I like the new digs over it's, here. It's all even a little bit more, a little bit better. Uh, thanks for watching. See you guys next week. And hopefully I see some of you guys down here today. Peace. Peace. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, and little Nick. Can't forget that. Jesus. Nope. And Ace. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record album. This is a special question.